0: Hello there, Comic Clan, and welcome to Comics in the Cross, the greatest streamers you've never heard of. I, of course, am one of your hosts, as always, Cross, and I am not joined by Nitro this week. He is out of town, still celebrating Thanksgiving, so hope he is having an absolutely phenomenal time with the family. But I do have a very special guest with me today. We are joined by Caleb from Mountain Nerds Twitch channel or Mountain Nerds Podcast. Caleb, how are you doing?
1: i'm doing great how are you doing cross
0: doing good thank you so much for coming in yeah All thanks right. for having me i'm gonna be messing with this light so much during the show today for <laughs> anyone who doesn't know i got like a new light and like it is so like legitimately like if you can see me now this is a light i was working with before and i turn it on and it's like a it's like a sun appears in my room <clears throat> So I'm gonna be messing with that as we go. So if you see my lighting going weird, everyone, it's okay. I know what I'm doing, honest. I'm I'm a professional.
1: I'll join you here. You see It's
0: like it's okay. So, uh, we're professionals, we know what we're doing. We're we're professional podcasters, we can do this. Professionals. <laughs> but thank you so much for joining me today, Caleb. This has been yeah. a long coming podcast. Trying to get you on the show has been insane. Because every time I get you like penciled in to come on the show. Something happens and we usually end up cancelling the show for that day because something has came up. Oh my goodness. I think we've been trying to get killed on the show for a good couple of months now at least. Um, but finally, the the stars aligned, everything fell into place, and you came on today to talk to us about Titans. A show Absolutely. that you were, have been very prominent in talking about. You even wrote an article for our friends over at um, the Infinity Bros for their daily snap regarding it. And it's a show that I recently just started getting into. Like, when I started watching it, like, they were halfway through or so, or maybe just at the very beginning of season three. So, like, I binged the start of it to get caught up and stuff. So, I've been looking for someone to chat to it a bit, because is a few episodes in, he's not got far in it. So, I've been looking for someone to talk some Titans with.
1: Oh, yeah. It's definitely one of those shows that, and I'll be honest with you, I watched the first episode and was like... I don't really care for this show left it alone for probably a good i don't know probably a good couple months and then had nothing to watch i said all right let me go back and give it a shot watch got through that first episode watched like two or three more episodes and i was hooked yeah like i just i kept <clears throat> watching it because it it got better and better and better as it went along
0: It's a really intriguing take on the dc heroes it really is it does its kind of own thing with the titans and um... It does do this thing though that DC really has a thing of of we're dark and edgy and gritty, and everything they do ends up being dark and edgy and gritty. But like this show legitimately is, like this show is not for kids, not for teens. This is like full blown on, like adult show. Um, <clears throat> I've never heard so many superheroes cussing so Skeet much and stuff like that. Update. Thank Someone you for the host. Your transmission and is sharing it with their no community. Worse. Thank you for Thank the you. host scale. We appreciate it. Um, but yeah, so if you go to check out Titans just be aware we are reviewing the show. We are fans of the show in general, but it is not a family-friendly show. Not even close. Not at all. <coughs> so, and. Um, mm. Yeah, so before we delve into the show and into the full aspect, so for anyone who is listening or anyone who's watching it doesn't know who you are, wouldn't you just tell us a little bit about yourself, Caleb, and a little bit about what you do and yeah. your life and just, you know, brag about yourself for a few minutes.
1: Well, my name is Caleb. I am a data three and a podcaster as of uh, last year. So I started the... Mountain Nerd's podcast back in March of 2020. However, we were known as Life and Trails until about October. I've told this story about a hundred times, so I won't get into too many details. But we rebranded, um, and yeah, we our podcast is all about. We bring people in, we interview on various geeky uh, subjects. Currently, it's me and my co-host is Cameron Metrajon. He is like the master of movies. If you ever want to talk anything about films. Talk to this guy he knows what he's talking about um he actually does uh he reviews movies as well he's he's his own uh like an independent movie critic which is great uh, met at the movies check him out um but yeah we, i've been doing this for a while we started uh our streaming back in october 2020 and i've been doing it ever since Um, we play just a variety of different games right now. I, I kind of, I'm really bad about playing different games every stream. And I'm like, I want to pick a game and play it and just keep playing it. Um, so I have a PlayStation coming in. So if I, if it comes in soon, I'm going to be playing Spider-Man. That is my, uh, the Spider-Man remastered, which I am excited about. Um, but yeah, our podcast is just, uh, every week we do something a little different. Um, we do a lot of spoiler cast. Um, I actually just interviewed um, uh, Scott Higa from. Co- uh, ooh, I almost said Comics on the Cross. Scott Higa from The Christian Nerd. Um, and we talked to Ted Lasso. We did a Ted Lasso spoiler cast, which will be out on Friday. Nice. Um, but yeah, Cross has been on the show where we've talked comics. Um, I've interviewed several people. Uh, Frostbite, um, where we did oh, our I love hybrid Frostbite. heroes hybrid hero series which is always fun it's one of my favorite things that we do um but yeah give us a you know give us a follow check us out
0: yeah absolutely we completely fully recommend going and checking out mountain airs podcast and going and checking the mountain airs um twitch channel Caleb is a good friend of the channel he's a good friend of ours he's you might not have seen his face as often, but you've definitely heard his voice if you've been following his channel for any length of time. Generally, if we are playing co-op games and getting into some sort of trouble and chaos and Apex or Sea of Thieves or something, Caleb is usually involved.
1: Me and me and Jay have been getting scared.
0: Yeah, and you've been playing Phasma with Jay as well, that's right. Um, which, some of the best clips... I have ever created for this channel. I go through the videos trying to think of some clips when there's good stuff happening, and I got a ton within like the first 30 minutes of like watching the first Phasmo stream back of just Caleb freaking out and Caleb doing a Cajun accent, which was interesting.
1: I did. I'm originally from South Louisiana, so it's okay. That's, I can do that.
0: <laughs> so yeah, so check out our clips if you want to see that. Um, but yeah, so Caleb is a good friend of the channel, and like I said, I've been trying to get him on for ages. He was on i don't even know how long ago it was now last time you were on the podcast was i
1: think we talking talked uh, falcon winter soldier i think yes. was the last
0: time you were on yes which is like how long ago does that was that like oh that feels gosh, like that forever been ago been
1: the summer i think that was the summer time right
0: yeah that was like it was back in the summer so like we're, we're talking at least over six months probably since kelly has been on but i thought the opportunity to get into titans was too much Um before we get into that though another show did drop <laughs> this week have you had a chance to check out the new Disney Plus Hawkeye yet?
1: Yes, it's it's so, pretty good. I, no lie, no in depth
0: stuff for it, but basic. Yeah, yeah. What do you think of first, Hawkeye?
1: First five ten minutes, I was like, okay, like eh, it's good. And then I started watching more and more of it. I was like, okay, I'm liking it. And by the second the second episode, I was like, yeah. give me more. Second episode sold more. it for me.
0: First episode was good. Second episode was like, yeah. I'm here for this. I'm here for a whole season of this. Like I. It, it reminds you of how much you love Hawkeye. Like, yeah. I love him as a character, and I'm not going to lie, like, when it kicked off at first, I was very scared. Mm. Like, I thought they were going to do with Kate Bishop. There's this... There's this tendency they have now with female characters, mm-hmm. because they're really pushing equality for female characters, which they yeah. should be. We should be getting some amazing female characters. Marvel, especially, is full of them. It's full of phenomenal female characters It should be getting the spotlight. I thought they were going to Captain Marveler. Yeah. Because I was terrified she was going to be this perfect, can do everything, strong female, and they were going to leave it there. Which like which FYI Hollywood, that's not a personality trait. Them being perfect, having no infallibility to them, and just being amazing at everything with no other personality is not an engaging character. Yeah. And, I, and I'm and i saying that's what Captain Marvel was, and I'm saying this as someone who enjoyed some of the Captain Marvel comics. I've seen her at her best in the comics. That is not her. And I was so scared they were going to turn Kate Bishop into that and take Hawkeye, this amazing character, and basically turn him into the bumbling goof. Which I'm like, I'm fine with him having elements of that to him, but at the same time, like, as they thankfully went into the show, like, this guy freaking was Ronan. This guy was, like, trained as a shield agent. He was one of the best of the best. Mm-hmm. But by the time we got it to the end of episode one and episode two, all of that was a leave. The characters are fun, they're enjoyable, both they are. are relatable, both are great to be around. They've made some great connections, they've built up some great intrigue, and I'm really hyped for the rest of this season i i am i fully enjoyed the first couple of episodes of this
1: i'm i'm eager to know where this show is headed like it's it's gonna be fun so far it's it's been a blast so far like the little thing the little things that they've introduced have been fun and i'm eager to see like more and more of that Uh, it's not now i will say this cross it is not my favorite marvel show i Mm -hmm. mean so far i think for me personally loki is my favorite like i i just really enjoyed that show loki was a phenomenal
0: show and and, it is
1: up there for sure
0: yeah i'm a big fan of loki and wandavision still holds a really good place for me like they they still blew me out the water like you could literally ask me on a different day and i would say wandavision is my favorite over loki depending how i feel like the two of them are both up there as phenomenal shows but Mm. this is definitely up there as one of the best ones i've done this has definitely yeah. got the potential to be an amazing show and i'm just glad that Hawkeye's is getting the opportunity to shine oh yeah he's getting the opportunity to show who he is how good he is and just to enjoy it you know it's and um, because he's mm-hmm. a great character and he's really the only the original avengers has not had the opportunity to shine
1: yeah um, so, he's kind of been put on the the back burner for the longest time but...
0: so i'm glad he's getting that opportunity and really interesting thing as well i'm intrigued to see where they go with it i'm interested that they're including his disability now that basically yes. made him deaf like he is in the comics he's a deaf archer which is something i, like that how
1: was... they... <laughs> I love how they explain it too yeah
0: it's like how did that happen is like boom smash crash boom it's like i don't know it could have been a number of things you know
1: <laughs> it wasn't a simple like something crazy it was just just a series of just Explodent. constant,
0: like, stuff that he's been involved in has just eventually damaged his hearing. Which, can I just say as well, I love the fact that it's not spoilers for it because they've shown it in commercials and stuff. Uh, yep. That he goes to see Rogers the Musical. Oh, yeah! At the beginning of the first episode and he turns his hearing aid off. <laughs> he's done, so he turns his hearing aid off. And I love that his daughter calls him on and is like, you just turn your hearing aid off? No, 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 just, you know, fixing it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, absolutely awesome so we will of course mm-hmm. be doing a review of that on the show here when it finishes um, probably won't be getting that until the new year because it's probably going to go up through to end of December I believe mm-hmm. um, but yeah we'll definitely be talking about that at some point on the podcast but yeah it's like I, I'm i excited to see where they go Like Marvel is just they've blown me away with their TV shows like every time I'm thinking stuff shouldn't be you know like I don't know how I'm going to take it like they always come out with something awesome Mm-hmm. they always do something phenomenal with it. So, anyway.
1: Oh, yeah. It's 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 great. I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm also excited about the other little things that they have upcoming, too. It's like, I, I want to know how long are we going to get TV shows for? Are they just going to keep – I think they're just going to keep putting these things out until – I think um, they're f- – I'm they're glad bored. that they're finally
0: doing them until they get done, I yeah. think. They're are doing set- them
1: right. <clears throat> doing them right. Looking yeah. at you uh, – uh what is it iron fist
0: (laughs) no not looking at you iron fist not even looking in your direction now you go away (laughs) go away (laughs) go sit in the corner and think about what you didn't do
1: yeah those shows were i mean there was a couple good ones but there's there's been some awesome shows like
0: daredevil for example stole it i was a big fan of punisher you know it's like they've done some good shows in the past but we kind of seen where the where it was going when they tried to do agents of shield and they kept talking about how it was integrated to the MCU, and then it clearly wasn't. They were clearly just doing their own thing well, and responding to the MCU. Like, whatever the MCU how, did, they kind yeah. of responded and had to go with it.
1: How are you going to do an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show, even have that show, when literally Ag- the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., like, the whole thing, like, so, Uh, what was it? Uh, Winter Soldier just yeah. makes it. End like, of
0: season like- one, Winter Soldier happens.
1: It's like, all right, that wasn't really
0: S.H.I.E.L.D. Planned. is still happening in the background, and so is Hydra, and we just... I was like, no, because that basically means Winter Soldier was pointless and didn't actually do anything and didn't accomplish anything, yeah. is what that means. It's like, no, we're just, no. <coughs> Agents issue, we're just yeah. going to brush under a rug, and we're just going to... Coulson died in Avengers, we're going to... The rest of it is just like a dying fever dream he had while he was sitting on the floor, and... You know, we're just going to move on from it. <coughs> But these shows okay. are properly invested and properly connected. Like, Wanda's going to be showing up in, like, Doctor Strange 2. Uh, okay. Anthony Mackie is going to be showing up as Captain America for Captain America 4. You know, it's like yeah. uh, Loki and is invested in the multiverse. We got the introduction or at least the, the idea of Kang the Conqueror, who's showing up in Ant-Man and the Wasp. You know, they're starting to sow seeds in these shows that are like, this is part of what's going on
1: mm-hmm
0: <clears throat> so like these shows i think will be around as long as they work and i think comic books honestly work at least superhero comics can work as a show better because the whole point of them is being like an an episodic thing like issue by issue you build up to something mm-hmm. so when done right it can be used really effectively and yeah, it doesn't actually, hurt the budget is about the size of the movies as well
1: the one i am i think the most looking forward to see i was kind of going back and forth between she hulk but i i think i'm really looking forward to miss marvel like i Mm -hmm. ever since i played the avengers game i'm like i want to know more about this character. she
0: is a great character and i'm so glad they're giving her a show it's like it's going to be phenomenal. kind of flesh her out and it doesn't hurt as well that the actress literally looks like kamala khan from the comics like she literally looks like she's been ripped right out the pages of the comics
1: oh it's fantastic i'm i'm very much looking forward to that one Yeah, honestly
0: I think the show I'm most looking forward to just because it's another I'm enjoying them doing different things with the shows Mm -hmm. and I'm very excited to see what they do with Moon Knight a big part of that is because Oscar Isaac is playing him and he's a phenomenal actor but Moon Knight is so far out there from a character that they've done before they've never done anything like Moon Knight really you know the closest of came is probably like when netflix did daredevil but even then you've got the whole other like you know mental health issues and multiple personalities and all this going on with him i'm really intrigued to see how they do it and how they bring it to the screen so that's the one that's probably at the top of my list of um seeing what they do with him.
1: yeah that one is going to be fun i know uh Jarrett from the infinity bros have, has been talking mm. to me about it like he's he's been talking about that forever, but he. I know we've had conversations about Moon Knight before, so yeah, Nitro uh, is hyped for it as well.
0: He's he keeps rambling on about it, he's so hyped. But there are a lot of great shows coming out, and I'm excited for it. And to use that as our transition point, then, um <laughs> we're not getting quite as many TV shows coming out of the DC side of things, at least not as many that are being highly praised. But overall, Titans seems to be getting hitting the right mark with most people most people that have watched it seem to enjoy the show overall Well,
1: Carl, we'll cross out. i'll go along with that in saying i think the whole cw verse that they got on the Arrow that put a bad t- in my opinion it put a bad taste in a lot of people's mouth for mm. me i liked a lot of these shows i liked i, I loved arrow up until about season three or four mm. i love the flash up until around the same supergirl first couple seasons great legends of tomorrow fine like it just got to a point where they just drag them out and it's it's very campy and not fun anymore and i felt that way with a lot of those shows like at, at some point i was like i'm just done like i'm done with arrow it's this is not even he every season uh oliver queen doesn't want to be the green arrow anymore okay i get it like we we do the the flash it was every villain is a speedster almost you know it just it was getting to that point where i was like all right i'm kind of burnt out with this so yeah. i could kind of see if if dc's kind of hesitant about putting a whole bunch of shows out there but i will say titans is pretty successful and I, I i only watched a little bit of doom patrol um i do know that doom patrol is set in a different multiverse as titans which kind of threw me off at first which is like,
0: really weird because like the pilot for Doom Patrol is in, like, the first season of Titans. Like, that's how they find Beast Boys, that they meet Doom Patrol.
1: Yeah, it's it's super confusing. I was like, I don't understand why we're doing this, but okay. Uh, yeah, but, it's like, uh,
0: we'll, go, we'll go with it. Why not?
1: I I, I would love to hear more <coughs> good DC shows. I really hope that Titans isn't going to fall into that same... Um, we're season four, five, and six, and it's like... Eh. Okay, this is this is where I'm over it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I, I do like how our villains so far are falling in line with the comics, and we're yeah. getting, especially like the old TV shows too. Um, I, I'm assuming this is full spoilers for the first couple seasons. Yeah. So
0: for anyone listening and popping in, this is going to be full spoilers. We're going to be doing a little bit of season one and two, and a bit of in depth to that, and then we're going to go full into season three because that's the most recent one. So we are going to go full spoilers. So if you're listening and you know what's coming. Yes. Yeah, go for it. Full spoilers.
1: Um, the you know we, the first season, how the buildup was, and I and I do apologize. I forget the name of Rachel's dad. Trigon. Yes. Trigon. Yes, we have the that. Build, which, by the way, let me point something out here. Did you think that it was odd? how you know how the most um if you watch any TV show the trope is start at the end they beat the bad guy that's the end of the first season we did not get that in this show we got do you know what I was carried and then season one of episode two was the ending of that story arc which I was like this is really weird but I do you
0: know what I think (laughs) happened and I don't know I need to check the timeline for this i'm wondering if after season one was when the reins were handed over to hbo because remember um, it used to be part of dc universe
1: D- it looks like dc universe still had it for season two and hbo got it for season three
0: because my feeling is i honestly feel like trigon was meant to be the big bad for season two and i feel I like i feel like somebody came to them with the note saying yeah let's get away from the demon stuff and get more to the kind of Let's make this more like Batman. That's what we need to do. We need to make it more Batman. So we need a villain that's kind of like Batman that can fight like that. So we need to get rid of the big bad demon there. Because basically what you can do is watch season one and then season two, episode one. And that's your full story arc. Because you've got like that. You've got the coming of Trigon who, by the way, completely threw me the actor that was playing him as well. Mm -hmm. Because all I could think watching that was, hey, you were in Castle you're one of the cops in castle that's where i knew him from and that's all i could see in my head i'm like i could not see threatening demon from him at all and then we got to episodes one of season two and rachel beats him like that yeah sends him back like that and then he is gone and then like at the end of episode one is like hey you know we're, we're going to go to the Titans Tower and we're going to go to San Francisco and we're, you know, going to set up shop here. And I'm like, wow, this feels like a season ending. Yeah. This feels like we're... Was... I feel like there was an episode that wasn't... that they forgot to add on to season one and they <laughs> kind of had to push it in at the end.
1: Should we have done the season finale? <laughs>
0: Should we have done the finale at the actual finale? Maybe that would have made oh, more maybe. sense.
1: We'll, we'll, we'll push it to the next one. <laughs> um, But I did... I really enjoyed, like, like I said, it took me a little bit of time, but then they started. I don't know. It started getting really interesting because um, we really saw Dick Grayson trying to get away from the whole Robin thing. The whole he was trying to separate himself mm-hmm. from Bruce. He was like, "I don't want anything to do. I, I'm we, we're not cool." Um, and then you really see that, and then he starts to form the team. And I will also say, I'm a, I'm a little. And I won't say it has nothing to do with race because it's totally fine, not a big deal. Before I started watching this show, I kind of I saw the episode of Star Star uh, the character of Starfire and like mm-hmm. some of the trailers and promotional stuff, and I was like, "Ooh, I don't, I don't know, I don't know about this. I, I just don't know." Not it, and once again, nothing to do with race. It's more or less like the way the character. I, you know um, I
0: know she can be sexually provocative in some of the exactly. comics I was trying to like, find
1: a nice way not to say like in the comics she can be yeah. a bit
0: sexually provocative too but she legitimately looked like a hooker it,
1: thank you I didn't want to say hooker on like, your show like but...
0: legitimately though she did yeah. she, she literally was wearing skimpy outfits the big coat over the top and I'm like oh my goodness if That's you funny. had like an image in your head of like a hooker on a street corner the most over the top vision you could think of it. like she literally filled that and I was like oh Oh, what are we doing? No. Yeah. No.
1: I, I was like I was like mm. Yeah, I don't know about but I will say her character really developed over the first season mm-hmm. and her character was awesome. Like I yeah. love Starfire, big fan, like great. Give me just one quick second, so sorry. Yeah. Quick no worries.
0: Excuse me, I am burping like crazy off of that. But yeah, it's like that was a thing. For anyone listening, I'll just I'll keep talking a little bit, but yeah, like her, her look was very very different.
1: So oh, sorry about that. No worries. My uh, our baby monitor was on and our child was screaming. So
0: oh, awesome. <laughs> That's what you want in the background of a podcast. Exactly. And just
1: just screaming and screaming and screaming. But but yeah, they took it. Um, they
0: took an interesting take with her character in season one. But as she started to develop the character, it started to come out a lot more, which was. Absolutely. Which I thoroughly enjoyed, which is interesting because even across the three seasons, like, she's different from, like, Starfire. If you read the comics, Starfire is very happy and bubbly and perky and, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't want to say, like, the sweet ditzy girl, but that sort of, like, personality trope almost is kind of how she's seen a lot of the time. And they really kind of changed her character a lot in this, but it works for the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and made it a bit more of a stronger, cool leader sort of thing, along with Dick. Um, Which,
1: by the way, can I go ahead and say the casting for Dick Grayson was? Perfect.
0: Oh yeah, he's spot on. Like I look at him, and I'm like, yeah, that's he. He literally looks like Dick perfect. Grayson.
1: He I mean, legitimately that
0: legitimately looks like Dick Grayson.
1: <laughs> like. To a tee they couldn't have done any better and i will also say i do like what they did with beast boy the way his look is with the green hair i was kind of confused though i was like this is beast boy but all he could turn into is a tiger like come on and then uh, towards the end we saw you know um i think he th- was was it a snake i think he became a snake at the end of season one yeah he's like, i think he tried or the to... story one the story arc
0: I yeah say. he started turning into something else and then later on we get like at the end of season three he turns into a bat and stuff and so it's like they're starting to like okay his powers are growing he can turn into other things which i was like i'm glad they're finally doing that because for a long time it was like he can turn into a tiger and i'm like if you can't do the budget for him don't put beast boy in the show you know what his yeah. thing is is turning into animals if you don't have the cg budget for it don't do it
1: yeah, <clears throat> that was that was kind of like, I was like all right, now let's go to, uh, I think the actor that played uh, Deathstroke. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. He was amazing. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. One of the best incarnations of Deathstroke that I've ever seen. He was
0: a really good portrayal of him. he done it really well in the style of Deathstroke as well, especially how they were playing it of... The Deathstroke that we've seen was the angry Deathstroke after the death of his son and all that sort of stuff. Like, he you really felt what he was going through and um, oh, yeah, yeah the, the casting for the show is phenomenal like just
1: it's great the villains
0: like deathstroker were cast phenomenally the titans themselves like ryan Porter is gar and beast boy um, mm-hmm. is it tegan croft that plays raven and rachel yes yeah uh, she's croft. she's phenomenal and she really her character really comes out into her own as the seasons progress uh, especially like season in one the, two uh,
1: the latest season she's she's great I mean for the absolutely. whole three
0: episodes that she's in it yeah
1: yeah the, <laughs> yeah I mean you know but uh it's uh the casting I mean literally throughout the entire series um fantastic now I was honestly I don't know too much about uh Superboy mm. but I was like do we really need Superboy in this series I, I, think he was,
0: I think he was done well, because the interesting thing with Superboy, because like, I know one of you, I know you're not a big Superman fan, and we've talked about this um, this week, yeah. pretty much, actually, um, but I think that's the interesting thing with Superboy, is a lot of the stuff that you're talking about with Superman is kind of null and void with him, because yeah. although he is big, and he's strong, and he's fast, and he has all these powers, he is very... Fallible, he is very human yeah. as well. He is half human, half Kryptonian, so he is very much a a wounded character as well. And a young character, they're playing up the mm-hmm. fight. that really. because there's two versions of Superboy, the, there's the original version who was like the guy with like the leather coat and the side part and for the 90s and stuff, who had the, mm-hmm. the cool guy attitude and stuff. And then when they rebooted him, they really rebooted him into. This kind of angry, stern sort of character. Um, But there's been other iterations where they've tried to humanise him more. Like one of the versions is in in Young Justice. If you ever watch the Young Justice cartoon, they take Mm -hmm. that angry, stern Superboy and really humanise him. And I feel like they did the same in the show with this. The portrayal of Superboy in this was done really well. Like They really humanised him and really made you feel connected to him. Mm-hmm. Um and really felt like yeah he is learning and he is growing and he is an asset to them but also he has got liability issues like when we first see him with Beast Boy, he sees people getting you know into a conflict with the police and he thinks he's helping he jumps in to try and help and starts like throwing the police about. Because no one's talking that police are good guys and they're meant to be doing this job and, you know, they're actually helping people and so they get caught up in this whole, big like, thing with it and it's, like, it makes mm-hmm. the character have this new level of intrigue to her. Um, to him, yeah. sorry. and It's like, I, I I think he adds a little bit to it. I think it's interesting. His story arc will be interesting to see where they go going forward.
1: No, I like how they also brought in Crypto, too. Yes. You gotta bring in Crypto. Crypto's amazing. Crypto as much as i don't like superman i do love crypto
0: you want it you want to make me like a character bring in the dog you know it's oh like yeah. automatically it's like why do we like Superboy? he has a dog yeah you, you can't does, not like him
1: awesome a dog that shoots lasers out of his eyes it's amazing can't get any better than that
0: assuming you're excited for the dc super pets league of super pets yes. movie then
1: yes <laughs> I was a big fan. I was a big fan. I love the any of the DC super pets. Dwayne what the Rock, uh, Dwayne was the Rock Johnson a- is Crypto. Was it Ace? Ace the Bat-Hound. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Big fan. Big big fan.
0: But yeah, he but, was. Uh, he's an interesting addition to it. I think Superboy is an intriguing addition to the to them, and he is a big part of like the Young Justice and Teen Titans. So I'm glad they included him. Mm-hmm. Um. One of the interesting things, I think, uh, if we start kind of taking it, it kind of like season by season now, just to kind of delve in a little bit as we go, and we'll hit, there's obviously more characters, and we'll hit them as we go, and um, because some of the characters I want to hit on, we, we get introduced to them really intriguingly, because when we hit season one, the Titans are done. Yeah. The Titans are a thing that had happened, and it was long and done, and it was... You know, Dick Grayson is Robin. Then we had Donna Troy, Wonder Girl, who shows back up. Hawk and Dove, who phenomenal characters as well, who show back up. And Aqualad. Uh, later on, we get introduced to Aqualad Garth and mm-hmm. um, his, you know, passing and demise at the hands of Deathstroke that we learned in season two. And we kind of find, like, how everything fell apart and they went their separate ways and stuff. And so we're really thrown into a world of titans where we are building a new titans team like dick Grayson's done he's done being robin for the most part Mm -hmm. he's done working with batman he's now working as a you know detective and is drawn back in because of rachel this girl Mm -hmm. who doesn't know what's going on with her and these dark powers and beings and people hunting her and coming after her and her mother skeet spot update hey Someone thank you so much ads for that host appreciate you it brother sharing it with their community thank you how are you doing ads thank you so much for coming in and dropping that host but yeah so we really get like this basically for the whole of season one dick grayson is doing the whole thing of like i don't want to be in a team i don't yeah, want to be doing to do this. this i don't want to I don't want to do it yeah and seems to just keep picking people up as he goes, like because he starts <laughs> off with Rachel, and then they yes. bump into like Starfire, who's lost her memory, doesn't remember who she is. Rachel finds Gar, which is the whole we get the episode introducing the Doom Patrol, mm-hmm. and then like they obviously go off and have their own TV show and do their own thing over there. And Gar goes with the Titans, and you know Dick starts asking for help with the other Titans, so we start getting introduced to like Hawk and Dove and Diana and
1: by the end of that by the by the end of it that that cast was like yeah you know, i was almost overwhelmed with the amount of titans there were yeah that, was there's like, tons. Oh cause my you... goodness there's so many people right now yeah
0: because you've got the old titans and the new titans and uh oh jason todd as well because we get introduced to the new robin so we're playing off the whole dynamic of we get dick grayson's whole thing of like i don't want to be robin anymore how dare you dress up as robin i'm robin as well, I don't Jewish. want to
1: do it. Like you can't do it either.
0: Yeah. There's so this whole thing with it. Which can I say by the way, like we'll get into the casting for Jason Todd and stuff as we go into the Red Hood side of things, because we both got thoughts on that. He's the perfect casting choice for Jackass Jason as Robin. That is exactly what his version of Robin is meant to yes. be like. And he was yes. cast perfectly for that. I do has- not think it translates when he becomes Red Hood, but we'll get into that
1: very punchable face
0: he really does he's like <laughs> like every scene he's in i just jerk. want i just want dick to just beat the crap out of
1: <laughs> such a jerk but it was okay so i i'm not familiar i i never really read too much of jason todd in the comics what mm. was that his character was he this little brat
0: oh yeah he was a he was a punk street kid that batman literally found him trying to steal the wheels off the batmobile that was literally how he got introduced to Jason. He found him like trying to steal the wheels off the Batmobile. Like as 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 you do. Yeah. You know, it's like but that was his whole thing. Like he was cocky and he was arrogant and he was full of himself. He was but he was the broken heart kid. He came from a, yeah. a broken family. He came from a you know, abusive parents, he came from all of his stuff. So like it was all showmanship. Trying to prove how tough he was and how good he was and
1: I just think back to that scene where he beats the crap out of the cops, but he mm. goes, like, really hard. And yeah. And he just keeps, like, just hurt, like, he's doing it to be mean.
0: Yeah, he's doing it to hurt people. And it's, it's that whole adage of, you know, hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. Like, Jason Todd is a hurt person. He is a broken kid when Batman takes him in. And that's the thing. Like, where is, like, Dick Grayson as Batman's, like, greatest achievement? Because if you look at Nightwing, the whole thing of Nightwing is meant to be Nightwing is Batman if it was done right. If Batman had worked through his trauma, had came out of it as a good, strong, put-together person, Mm -hmm. he would be what Nightwing is. And so he's Batman's greatest achievement. He looks at Dick as he managed to save the kids like he couldn't be saved. Yeah. Jason Todd is his greatest failure. Yeah. The kid he could not help, he could not get back on the right track, and then he let die at the end of the day
1: definitely haunts, haunts <clears throat> him through most of season three
0: yeah it's like that's that's the thing the two of them are like the opposites of like his greatest achievement and his greatest failure
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's that thing of like the batman is like you know i always think about it like when we were talking about the whole superman thing like batman literally quotes himself at one point saying the fact of you know the difference between like superman he could do all this amazing stuff And he could, Mm -hmm. you know, he could literally rip me in half if he wanted. He said, but deep down, Clark won't because he's a good person. And deep down, I'm not. Like, Batman is not a good role model. He is not a good mentor to raise broken boys and make them better.
1: (laughs) Especially in this multiverse. In this multiverse, he is a jerk. He is, he's like... He's a bad Batman. Yeah, he Now, what did you think of that? Let me ask you this, Cross. What did you think of the actor that portrayed Batman? And, and this is probably one of those rare cases in this show where I was not a super fan. I was, like, not hot on the Bruce Wayne casting.
0: I think they well under- with the casting. The thing was, <clears throat> it's hard to, like, how to portray it. Because I think, looking at him, I'm like, he portrayed an older Bruce Wayne well. Yeah. It was very hard in my head to ever think of him putting on the cape and cowl, though. Like I couldn't, I couldn't translate him apart from being Bruce Wayne. Like as far as I'm looking at him in my head, I'm like he's retired. He yeah. must be because there's no way in the world this guy's putting on the bat suit, and I'm feeling any sort of formidable force from him. And... Like I
1: feel like at this point, this Batman should be the uh, Batman Beyond. Batman yeah,
0: <laughs> like he's he's retired. He's moved on. He's got a protege yeah. that's taken over for him like that's that's what i feel like for it and i like I, as far as like bruce wayne perfectly done i think it was a great mm-hmm. casting the problem is i just didn't buy him as a batman no and and
1: that was my problem with it as well i just i i couldn't this was more like business businessman batman yes this was bruce wayne it, it was not yeah like you He's said not it's like batman. a batman
0: yeah, like you said, it's Batman Beyond. It's him in, sitting in the Batcave Cave giving advice yeah. to whoever the new protege is. It's out and about
1: bring me Terry McGinnis. That's- yeah,
0: that's that's literally you're waiting yeah. for Terry McGinnis to show up. And um, but yeah, this Batman is not in any way a mentor figure. There's no way that Jason was going to oh. come out of this well. <laughs> and that's kind of the whole thing was with them of like the big difference with those characters is like you know Dick Grayson his mentor was batman but it wasn't his only influence dick grayson is this amazing amalgamation of batman and his other hero superman
1: yeah both of them
0: merged together created this Mm -hmm. guy who was fairly level-headed jason did not have that and all props to the the actor he pulled that off as the jason todd robin character
1: Mm -hmm. and i will tell you this cross the the timeline i just kind of going back to it older batman the timeline of the show kind of throws me off because it's like where like okay are we i don't know it's just some of it is just it's it's kind of like okay older batman up to this point alfred has died you know uh up to this point um commissioner gordon's dead yeah barbara
0: barbara's now the commissioner which means so it's like, we've missed the whole whoa, like what? Batgirl and Oracle stuff, because Oracle's here, so we've had all of that happen as well. Like, this really is like the end of Batman's timeline. You know, this is...
1: <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of like, but, but then uh, Dick is just becoming Nightwing. So it's like, I think that part kind of throws me off a little bit. I was like, all right. But at the same time, I also see where it can work because they have explained that we were the Titans before, we already had this team. Of stat- I think if they didn't do that, where they already had the Titans established, mm-hmm. it would make it'd be it'd be weird. I don't know. It would feel kind of off. It
0: feels but- a little even just simple stuff like that. Like Barbara Gordon's the yeah. commissioner, but she's in her thirties. Yeah. How did you become commissioner that quick? You weren't even in the police force.
1: Exactly. Now, what you know? do you think of the what they did with uh, with the whole? Um, the, the way they presented oracle i know we're gonna talk more about season you know the the third season but the the oracle thing with barbara kind of that one was i don't know how i felt about it i was i was really back and forth like okay so oracle is just a computer i wasn't a,
0: a fan of the oracle thing. thing it was weird because it was, it was me off. because you stole something from barbara barbara's oracle yeah. it's not a, it's not a computer program well it is but it's a computer program she designed It's not an AI, it's not like a Jarvis for Tony Stark that can do all this stuff. Oracle's not a living entity, it's a computer program she used to hack everything. Yeah. She is Oracle, she is the one that can get into everything. So the fact of like they've done the whole shutdown thing in season 3 for that, to like shut them off from Oracle, and I'm like, you should be able to boot up any computer and do what you need to do, you're Oracle. You were the freaking hacker for the Justice League, woman. Mm-hmm. Get a computer and do your thing. You know what I mean. It's like, yeah,
1: yeah. That that <clears throat> I I wasn't really that big of a fan of that. No, um, like you're saying, that's her, and you take you took that away from her. It's like, all right. Mm-hmm.
0: That that for me is up there with the what they did in the comics to her of like, hey, she's no only got Oracle. She's Batgirl again. She can just use her legs again all of a sudden. Yeah, and I'm like. No, because you're stealing something from the character that made the character awesome. Like, her as Oracle is a million times better than her being Batgirl. You know what no, I mean? Yeah. It's like, you've made this amazing character. Don't erase it. It's phenomenal. Don't change that. But yet, yeah. they keep changing it. And it's like. But, uh, yeah. It's like. I. Okay, let's get through season one and two quickly because we've got a lot of stuff on season three. And oh, we yeah. keep <laughs> bleeding into that. And it's like, yeah, season three's. <laughs> season three don't get me wrong i enjoyed season three but yeah there's a lot of stuff where i'm like
1: season three was a hit and a miss it depended on the episode yeah it was a very wishy-washy season for me
0: so season one we've kind of talked about you know the teams the ragtag team come together what did you think of the build-up to trigon as the villain and let's include like i'm not even going to account the fact of like season one ends on a cliffhanger to just wrap up the next episode Let's count, like, yeah. Season 2, Episode 1 as, like, that's the end of Season 1. What did you think of the build-up to the Trigon thing and all of this stuff? And
1: I I liked it. I like the nuclear family. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of are, are the acolytes of Trigon. Um, to me, that was, like, they were creepy enough to where I could see that. And then you didn't really know who was, like, who's tri- What they, they hint at who he is. Yeah. um several times throughout the season oh it's you know the the boss you know it's but uh when we got to that point i felt like he was he was there it was it was very fast it was like boom boom done all right move on yeah um and then the whole like i don't know that last episode it was good i enjoyed the season two episode one episode um uh Trigon as a whole, I'd like to see. I actually am glad they showed his demon form. Yeah, I was was worried they
0: weren't. I worried they were going to cop out and do just the he's a human form now.
1: Yeah, that to to be able to show that form was really neat. I was because just like you, I I didn't know. I I was like, man, are they just going to do the human form? But we actually, and then we got the whole explanation from the crystal. Yeah, which I was glad they did that as well. Because at first when I saw Raven, I was like, but where's her? Like, where is it? Yeah. Um, so overall, I think that that whole story arc was fantastic. I mean, there was a couple once again hit hit or miss episodes, kind of scattered in there, but ultimately, I think um, Trigon's a great villain. I mean, that's that's one of the you know if one of the big Teen Titan villains, along mm-hmm. with you know Slade, Deathstroke, and uh, Black Blackfire. Mm-hmm. Um that's like the big i i would assume kind of like the big three of teen titans so yeah um, trigon's
0: trigon's always one of the big villains just because of the connection to raven like there's always a point where they have to face her because he's always seeking out her Um, so that was definitely something that was going to come i wish we'd gotten more time with trigon yeah honestly that season two episode one could have been put at the end of season one and maybe another episode or two onto that and do, like, yeah. a big three-part big finale of him on Earth and then fighting him. And I just... I felt like they built up to this and the build-up was great. And even, like, when he's in the house and he's starting to take control of everybody and he's basically got all the Titans under his control and all that stuff. It was building up great. And then it was just kind of like, oh, crap, we need to get rid of this because we really want to do Deathstroke next season.
1: Yeah. It was kind of rushed at the end. And uh, then they rushed um, to was, get rid of him. And such, it's like... Like I said, such a great build-up. And honestly if you had to pick a villain to start off with mm. that would perfect because you can't start off the show with deathstroke as the villain it does not work because they are still trying to come together raven doesn't you know she's still that like in the first scene that scared little girl yeah. you can't do that you can't do deathstroke with that you need, you need a villain to that aspect.
0: brings them together that
1: forces exactly. them to have
0: to work together yeah Absolutely. You
1: have you have to build definitely build up to that. And I think Trigon was a good starter mm-hmm. for the show.
0: Yeah, absolutely I agree. I think he was a great first villain for it. I just think he needed a couple more episodes to flesh out him yeah, and make him a credible threat. Because think we think just... about it compared to like Deathstroke in season two and how much deathstroke we got. Yeah. Like there was so much him, even there's a build up to the big finale and the big ending like keep was throughout the season. Um compare that to like to trigon who literally showed up in two episodes and the first one he showed up right at the end of the episode and then was there and got beaten and it's like just a couple more episodes to flesh that out would have been well the good good. thing
1: is i I do think to kind of to counterbalance that point i do think they did a really good job of showing trigon's influence throughout this throughout the season Mm -hmm. um because there you could you could see like why are people just like subservient to this thing why yeah. you know why is this family like willing to kill them you know they're all willing to die for something you know it. and you see that influence um like i said going back to just the the crazy nuclear family mm-hmm. which they were fun i i will say they it was it was weird but it was fun it was an and interesting thing it,
0: it was one of those things of like it's a comic book thing just like go and have fun with it and they did it really well like the nuclear family yeah. idea was a really fun take on it and just like Just sit back and let the craziness happen for moments like that. And it was one of the moments where it worked. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Worked very, very well. Especially because it was kind of parallel to uh, um, Dick is forming his family. You know? Yeah. And it's just kind of like some of those yeah. parallels, but overall, was, I, th- I think it was great. Well yeah,
0: with the whole thing of Dick Form and his family, yeah, for a good chunk of season one, it is like a the nuclear family itself because you've got Dick, who's the father role, you've got Starfire who kind of takes some other role, and then you've got Gar and you've got Rachel as the kind of the kids to it. So like, it was like a literally a mirror image of them, like this nuclear family that's representing Trigon with the nuclear oh, you Titan family.
1: You can't forget crazy drunk, uh, drunk uncle. Uh... Uh, Hawk.
0: <laughs> I Hank. love Hank, Hawk <laughs> and Dove. One of the most He's... interesting additions to the show because like they were uh, titans, but God. they weren't quite. And I'm glad they included them. I by the time season three rolled around, Hank is one of my favorite characters. I love oh, Hank.
1: Yeah. And it's crazy that they didn't do the powers thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they
1: didn't do they didn't do powers for uh, Hawk and Dove. It was basically they were just one was a ballerina she had those you know agility you know just dancing and stuff like that and then uh hank was just a big old football player yeah they they just kept them very basic
0: very street level but i liked it they merged their personalities to mimic their powers like hank is very hot-headed very angry very he's always ready to pick a fight but yet Dawn is very calm very gentle very peace-loving and is also able to calm him Yep. and to bring him back down and they made it part of who their personalities were i thought it was really well done like mm-hmm. to keep them from being super powered but also still not lose what makes them hawk and dove because because yeah. let's be honest nobody knows who hawk and dove are hawk and dove yeah. are not top tier characters in the comics at all people people are not complaining that hawk and dove were not done right you know what i mean
1: i i was one of those people cross i was one of those people who were like who i don't know who this is but all right that's that's fine and i'll be honest the first couple episodes it it took me i had to warm up to him because i didn't know who they were i was like who are these people yeah um but like you said hank great at the end and you know we'll we'll get into what happens with him a little bit later but yeah um i enjoyed how they were brought in and and just kind of like hey we were we're the old titans you know this is this is my former team and you know, there's some animosity between Hank and Dick. Um, yeah, like he's he's literally mad great. about
0: stuff that's happened, which is like it's good. Yeah, it's like we're seeing conflict and we're getting glimpses of what happened and why it happened. Can I say as well though, as much as I love Hawk and Dove, I I, I could yeah. care less about Donna Troy.
1: Oh yeah, once it that was one of those characters that
0: I think she had we, to be there, but like she didn't really didn't bring really, anything. <laughs>
1: Did we really need her character in the show? No, we didn't. Um, Because I I don't. Yeah, I don't. We didn't really need her. She's a good character. I don't don't get me wrong. She grew on me as we as we went. I just feel like and this is going now into season two. I feel like her. They needed someone to die. They needed was (laughs) to who do, who do no. we need to
0: die you you can do you, you can you can die you,
1: they needed it they needed someone that they could bring in just to kill off and then bring back I don't know it's it's I don't know they I I could see them just sitting around picking who what we really want to to have a really heartfelt season finale of season two who should we kill off how about Donna she's not really contributing anything so that's a good one. <laughs>
0: That's the thing though, she wasn't, she was just there, and don't get me wrong, I know she's a character in the comics, but even in the comics though, like she yeah. is, her, like, even just her origin story has changed so many times. Yeah. You know, it's like it has been moved and changed around, and we have tried to retell the story so many times, and it's like, it's, mm-hmm. they don't even know nah. what to do with her half the time, I don't think.
1: And, and I'll tell you what, the, the actress that portrayed her, perfect. Oh, she One was great. Her,
0: Nothing against the casting. actress.
1: It's the, the, the way they wrote her into the story was...
0: They didn't like, know what to do with her. They, like, legit really did not know what to do
1: with her. I guess for Dick to have a friend. <laughs> which, okay. Yeah, because I guess that's
0: it. Because they portrayed that as a thing of, like, you know, the two of them have known each other. Like Because obviously uh, no. Bruce and diana wonder Woman knew each other so they kind of grew yeah. up together and which was weird because a... at one point they kind of pushed that as if like that oh these two have like grown up to know each other like okay yeah they've grown up together. are you trying to push a romantic thing because it's not really going that way it's, it's not yeah. really felt like a thing for
1: i thought that's what was gonna happen and then dick's hooking up with like every other female character in the show so yeah it's
0: which like yeah, Dick has literally hooked up with other character. He sleeps with Starfire yeah. in the first season. We get the whole backstory of him and Dawn used to date.
1: And then, which uh, like, him and what
0: we're just throwing that in there. And then him season
1: and... season three, we get uh, her, him, and Barbara. Which, <laughs> which
0: like... yeah, though, like that's what Dick's like. Though Dick does that in the comics. He's like, he literally just beds beautiful yeah. women. We don't. It doesn't get talked about that much because he is actually a pretty nice guy. But like, yeah, he does bed a lot of women. So, yeah, we're keeping it close to the comics and that one. Of, um, but yeah, season two totally changed like gears. Um, we got the whole like re- reformation of the Titans. The Titans were officially back, officially back in Titans Tower, uh, which I like that they actually included that. They actually included the Titans Tower as they part did, of
1: except it, except
0: for it wasn't a T. You can't do it. I'm, I'm sorry. It's one of the stupidest designs in comics. I love the I Titans, know, it is. but it like is. your base is literally shaped like a T. They know where you are. <laughs> like you're not hiding
1: (laughs) yeah i mean they they modernized it which is which is fine it's like no
0: wonder your base got more
1: more jokingly than anything else
0: i know i like because because everyone because that's the thing you just think about it now like it's like teen titans go like where you see the t-base like every episode and it's like it's like but even when you see even when i first seen it like ages ago i was like yeah that's a stupid design why are we in a But yeah, so we start the training, we start getting into all this stuff, and Dick, of course, continues his trope of um, picking up people. And he picks up Slade Wilson's daughter, who we don't know is Slade Wilson's daughter at this point. Who,
1: I I could be wrong, but I don't remember them even referencing it in season three. Oh no, she's, she's just, just gone. She's, she just disappeared. She's, I'm part, at the end of the season, she's part of the team. They do the walk-off the screen
0: thing with all of Fantastic. them.
1: Fantastic. She's and got Je-
0: she's-, she's got Jericho in her head as well, so she's literally got her brother in her head, the two personalities are in there, and there's like season three, gone. Gone. Not no mentioned, reference. not referenced, nope. nothing. N- but- nope. Awesome, we're which, just going to write her out.
1: Which makes no sense on how that ended. Which but but is like, like,
0: I'm so I'm so glad we wasted a whole season following and really getting to know Slade's children for them to not be of any importance. Which, can I say this, by the way? Okay, I have to get this out, because when I watch season two... There's the whole big reveal of what happens, the whole stuff with Jericho, Slade's son, who they try to befriend, to get close to Slade, and they actually end up liking the kid. They actually end up making friends with him, and they don't want to use him to get to Slade. to do the whole thing, and it ends up in a whole big confrontation of Nightwing versus Deathstroke, which, by the way, I'm glad they really pushed the whole Nightwing and Deathstroke thing. In In recent years, they've really pushed, like, Deathstroke as a Batman villain. I'm like, he's not. He's a Nightwing villain. Him and Dick have got so much history, use it, and they did, they did it so well in the show.
1: Yeah, they did a fantastic job, I mean.
0: Jericho ends up part of the confrontation, and the whole big secret is, like, basically, I killed Jericho. Nightwing saying, I killed Jericho.
1: Yeah.
0: The problem with that is, no, you didn't. You Mm -hmm. didn't kill Jericho. (laughs) It was his choice to be there. It was his choice to jump in front of the sword. And it was literally his dad that killed him. Yeah. It wasn't even like a, he went to stab you and you jumped out the road and Jericho was just there. No, he mm-hmm. literally runs his sword through his son to get to you.
1: Yeah. That was...
0: But for was... some reason you're carrying this guilt. And the guilt of having done that like shatters the Titans halfway through the season. And they all go off because they're like, Dick, how could you keep that from us? You're the reason Jericho's dead. And I'm like, but he's not. He's literally not.
1: <laughs> I, think, I feel like they were just kind of causing drama there. for.
0: Yeah, it's like, you, yeah, yeah. wow, you literally just had to have the third act of everyone separating to just do what you wanted to do next. Literally, there's no reason for it. Not a single yeah. reason. He didn't kill Jericho. He, uh, he loved Jericho. He got on so well with him. Mm-hmm. which kudos to the kid playing jericho by the way like he is like on screen for an episode or two and he's already such a likable character
1: speaking of, speaking of uh diversity and everything else did you know that is actually a trans actor i had no clue was it i didn't know yeah, yeah the i'm actor, not gonna lie uh, i thought
0: you were going to talk about him being like using the sign language like he's actually deaf because the character like uses signs throughout it obviously i did not know he was a trans actor
1: yeah which is pretty cool that they brought they brought uh him into that but it was just it was really the whole season i mean when i say that this is my favorite portrayal of deathstroke in any media that i've seen yeah it's because the actor was awesome like the the way he carried himself the way he interacted with the titans it was like yes i watched that whole thing i was like this is this is the slade wilson i've been waiting for this yeah. is what i've been wanting to see um the like i said the actor perfect perfect choice perfect casting he again
0: um, looked like he was ripped right out of the comics yeah masked and unmasked he looked like he was ripped out of the comics yes
1: they did an amazing <clears way. throat> but yeah the season season two was so far my favorite um once again the rose thing kind of threw me off with season three but yeah that was a um, weird thing but uh, because up now at this point the Titans are a thing, they are you know they've come together. They're they're um, we're, we're not really having to build that backstory. We're just kind of playing out what's going on. We're mm. training. Um, otherwise, it was just it's just a really good season. I, I don't have too much more to say about it. No, it's... Um, but it's, <coughs> it's Now I will say the introduction to, with uh, with Superboy. I felt like that was kind of it was just kind of thrown in there it was just shoehorned
0: in that deserved like the opportunity to build upon like
1: with cadmus labs and and it was just like oh okay well well, i guess we're doing superboy this episode
0: yeah like cadmus was thrown in there and it was like (laughs) yeah cadmus is a big deal are they not gonna uh, really we're not we're not gonna give them time to flesh that out no we're just gonna okay we're just moving on
1: and then we really don't go back to that it's just kind of done
0: yeah, Kamus is just kind of done. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I guess we're not not focusing on this. We're, we're not going to bring up the fact that they created a clone of Superman and Lex Luthor and superpowered a dog. We're not going to. We're not questioning this. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. We're just going to move on. All right. Although I did, I will say, as I said, I did like the portrayal of Superboy. I thought the actor is a phenomenal job. I'm not even going to attempt to say his name because his last name, like, I I can't say it properly. It's and,
1: Joshua Orphan Orf- Orf- Orpin?
0: Yeah. Like, But he does a phenomenal job and I really love the kind of friendship he makes with Gar because obviously he ends up at yes. Titan's Tower and by the time that he wakes up everybody's gone and it's literally just Gar there like holding the fort down and doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to pretend he's still important. It's like that, I'm just watching cameras for no reason. And, but then he starts doing that and then of course we get the whole thing of like he doesn't properly train him a little bit and Superboy attacks the police and all this stuff and so we really see like the crumbling of everything happening mm-hmm. Um, well dick kind of works through his stuff and you know sends himself to jail and stuff like that and that whole story and fights his demons again Um and then of course at the end we get the reveal of nightwing showing yep. up at the carnival and everyone comes back together and
1: mm-hmm. which by the way that suit the suit design for nightwing was awesome can i think they say I this
0: actually because we'll not mention that for the rest of it the costuming in general for titans I is amazing love it.
1: i love it the like just the way they did like the emblem mm-hmm. the like burn him it's fantastic it's so good they gave that its own little you know there's a guy that does suits that's okay that's pretty cool yeah you know like they, we they did actually that little, little they that. tidbit on it um but yeah but all was, the
0: suits was, look good like i mean like ho- i right mean i was gonna exactly. say when we were talking about hawk and dove like hawk suit i absolutely adore it. it looks like a proper suit but it also looks yeah. like tactical and useful donna and the wonder girl suit looks awesome like you know the deathstroke costume everything we have seen raven when no, she's then, in full costume you know like, isn't
1: isn't dove's wings pretty functional too because doesn't i think at one point she wraps her wings around when somebody's shoes yes I, I believe so as well so like, and then I think they're sharp on the end, so she can actually cut with them. I think.
0: I it want to say totally yes cut. to that. That'll sound a bit right. I didn't go back and rewatch <laughs> them, but yeah, it's like it's, the costuming is just phenomenal on this show. And but we wrap up season two, um, thanks to the help of Jericho in Deathstroke's head, they transfer Jericho over to his sister's head, so he's in Rose's head,
1: and we never see them again. <laughs>
0: and they just just go off into the. It's like they literally walk off camera with the rest of the Titans. It's literally as soon as they got off camera, someone just went shove. You're not, you're not needed anymore.
1: They have that big old dinner with, with Bruce too. Yeah. And it's like, eh, all right. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. We started getting a bit of Bruce in this season as well. And it's a little yeah. bit, okay. It's interesting. Him and,
1: him and uh, Dick really reconnect this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was cool to see. Cause it was like the first season you, you, you saw the tension yeah, and then this season they're kind of restoring that especially when bruce is like hey can you take jason you know teach him you know Kathy, i can't do it yeah you can um that was that was pretty cool i like that a lot
0: it uh, was this a season as well like where bruce randomly shows up when like all the girls are like wandering through the desert and they end up at like that one little building and it's like he's the one that's gathered them all there
1: oh yeah i was i was not expecting that whatsoever it's like
0: and he gives them all this information and all this stuff about what's going on and like and he walks out the building and like Starfire looks and goes, Did he just mansplain to us? And I'm like, Did we really have to for Did he mansplain? Yes, the fifty year old superhero who's been doing this for decades, told you how to be superheroes. I don't think it counts as mansplaining. I think it counts as mentoring. Yep. Go and save the day. Like this isn't like a man telling women what to do. This is like a guy who's been doing this all his life, telling you how to be a hero
1: how to do it right, like, how to, like, be a None
0: superhero. of you are superheroes. Yeah. No. <laughs> I, um, I just, I, I that really got me with all that. I was like, is he mansplaining to us? And I'm like, are we really forcing Starfire to talk about mansplaining? Like, really?
1: Yeah.
0: Like, he's not mansplaining, he's mentoring. If Wonder Woman came in and gave you that advice, you would take it, you know what I mean? It's like someone who's been doing it for decades. Yeah. Um, But then, of course, the season ends with the the big heart crushing moment of donna troy being killed at the fairground saving people catching like what was it that fell i can't remember
1: it was uh electrical
0: it was electrical uh, uh, yeah yeah, yeah.
1: that fell and <clears throat> and then at the end we have raven decides to go off um with the body i think she, i think he i can't remember if she says actually says it or not but um, she goes with Donna's body to try to resurrect her. Yeah,
0: she leaves to go with the Mascara because she wants to resurrect the body. She hints at it heavily that she thinks she might be able to do it with her new powers, so she heads off with that. Um, <clears throat> which basically writes both of them out for most mm. of Season 3. I, I'm not going to lie, until it got to, what was it, Episode 8 or 9 that she shows back up. I forgot Raven was a thing for a while.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because like we we literally we start off season three in a really cool way. Like I love the opening scene for season three because like the whole thing of the Titans like working through the warehouse and taking out the, the bad guys in that scene, mm-hmm. really establishing them as a now team working together, taking them out. Dick scene, I was really annoyed because Dick seemed to be like kind of like a bit more happy-go-lucky, a bit more himself. In that opening mm-hmm. scene, like, kind of walking along, like, electrocuting the poles and stuff to get guys, just kind of taking everything in stride a little bit. And then we basically made him Batman. Like, which about episode two, <laughs> and he went back to being dark and gritty again. I'm like, Yeah. Like, okay, he's a bit dark and gritty. He's not as dark and gritty, though. Come on, guys. We almost yeah. had a happy-go-lucky Nightwing for, like, an episode.
1: Oh, yeah. Um... starting with uh season three i don't know if you're ready to move on cross but yeah uh, let's jump
0: into this so this is us going to go into season three the most recent season we're going to go full spoiler into it but this is where we're going to spend most of our time talking that was little overviews of season one and two we're going to start going a bit more in depth
1: it just took us an hour to get to this
0: i'm surprised it only took us an hour i'm not going to lie (laughs) Uh
1: but yes season three as i said before i was very wishy-washy on it there was episodes that i loved and thought wow this is one of my favorite shows on tv and there was episodes where i'm like i'm going to turn this garbage off because i'm done with it there was Um,
0: concepts of season three that i thought were awesome like the concept overall was awesome i just there's moments i'm like i know you could have done that a little differently and made it play out a bit better and as the season went on, it's like, oh, that's becoming a regular thing. Okay, yeah, um, and I don't know if it's because season three essentially became a Bat Family show, yeah, as opposed did. to a Titans
1: show as much. Hundred percent did. Which,
0: which, all credit to them, by the way. Setting up going into season four, we're heading back to San Francisco. We're heading back to Titans Tower and stuff. So hopefully, we're going to head back that direction. Um, but yeah, this literally became like a. A show about Nightwing, Jason Todd, Tim Drake even. Oh, yeah, and the Mm -hmm. Titans are kind of there as well, I guess.
1: Yeah, and the Titans did things.
0: (laughs) And we are here too.
1: (laughs) They get a participation award because that's what they did. And, well, okay, we did get to see Beast Boy turn into his, what is it, his third another animal, which was fun, which I'm like, all right, finally, come on um he turned into a bat at one point which is which is which I've, like, got,
0: I've got comments on that scene as well
1: i'm like all right well that's something <laughs> it um, can i go we also get the uh you know and and i've told cross this before uh before the stream scarecrow we get an introduction and scarecrow is one of my favorite batman villains he's always been one of my favorites i don't know i because i don't like scary things and that's which make. and scarecrow is all about scary things which makes him like for me a, a good adversary like in my head like that's a good batman villain mm-hmm. um but i don't really care for his betrayal I, it's I was excited when I heard Scarecrow's going to be in this, but he wasn't Scarecrow. He was mm. Jonathan Crazy, Jonathan Crane that got crazier and crazier and crazier as the season went. He even you know, argued of-
0: with Scarecrow at one point, they even made a whole big deal in like latter episodes of the fact of like, you're not good enough yourself, you have to be Scarecrow to actually do anything and he's like i am good enough i can do it in my own and, and then like, he
1: was looking at chucky at the end with his you know messed up face you know he cuts himself with the scythe and it's like okay <laughs> i don't think this is the betrayal that i wanted but on the just other thing put hand, the freaking
0: bag in your head you're scarecrow needed,
1: they needed the doctor version because he manipulates jason you know they needed they needed that I could I understand why they brought his character in. I'm just not happy with the results. The like, problem
0: was they did this weird thing where they tried eh. to separate Scarecrow and Crane. Yeah. As if they were two separate personalities. Yeah. No. And Scarecrow has never been a split personality. It's never been a case of like Crane becomes Scarecrow, and like loses himself. I'm like, no. Crane and Scarecrow are the same thing. He doesn't lose his doctor self because he puts on the Scarecrow mask. It's like, no, he's he's both. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you're not doing both, why you're acting like he's two separate people, but he, he's not. He's yeah. like, he can do the crazy doctor thing and then go out and put the mask on and be back crap crazy. You know, Scarecrow as well that's doing all the fear talks and stuff. But mm-hmm. my problem and for it was-, it was he was basically the main villain for this season. Yeah. But everything pointed towards Red Hood being the villain.
1: But we got a crappy Red Hood.
0: We did. And this is me speaking as a Red Hood fan. I've literally got Red Hood hanging up there behind me. I've got a Red Hood statue over here. Like, I'm a Red Hood fan. This was not a good version of Red Hood. He, he was Bar a the few hood. times that he had the helmet on.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, he was Red Hood for probably, if you look at the whole time, like, take all the time in the show, probably 20 minutes of actual Red Hood. Um, Mm. It was really disappointing, because Red Hood is an amazing, like, villain anti-hero. Yeah. He's awesome. He's, like, one of my, once again, one of my favorites. And they really trashed his character he was manipulated the whole point of the season he was manipulated by crane the entire season he wasn't his own like independent like thing he was he was just a pawn and it's like that's not red hood that's not red hood
0: my thing for why it went that way was like i can i can see why they went that way with it Mm -hmm. because the thing with red hood is like when you're trying to do a story like this is it's difficult because like we went into it at the very beginning like jason had left the titans in the last season he was going off on his own he went back to gotham we got the whole like stuff with him and batman and batman was like losing faith in him because he was jason and he's still an arrogant little jackass you know it's so he doesn't want to do it so he finds out where joker is goes off finds joker himself at the carnival and we get a really brutal scene. like It's done in shadow and it's done from behind. Very, we don't see the Joker. But it's a freaking brutal. brutal scene. We see him getting laid into with his crowbar. And we do the death of Jason Todd. Yeah. The problem is, in the comics, that wasn't like a path to Red Hood. Jason Todd was dead for a long time. And in fact, it was considered one of the staples of comics. Like, for a while, there was characters that you didn't bring back, and those were Uncle Ben for Spider-Man, Bucky for Captain America, although they ended up retconning that one as well, and Jason Torr for Batman. He was an untouchable to bring back for a long time. So when Red Hood came back, it had been a long time passing. He had been brought back by, not in Gotham, but by Ra's al Ghul and trained by Ra's al Ghul in the League of Shadows, the League of Assassins. He was trained by them. He had a freaking fling with Talia al Ghul while he was there, you know what I mean? Like, he he was there for a long time before he eventually came back to Gotham. The problem was with this, Jason died, and then, like, two weeks later, Jason was back.
1: Yeah, there wasn't enough time. There wasn't enough time for that. I don't know, build up, I guess. And you could have done um, it.
0: You could have done a time-passing thing because like, you literally could have cut. Because at the end of episode... Uh, I have episode one. In episode... Two. Yeah, in episode one, uh, you get Bruce Wayne coming back in, waking Dick up late when they covered in blood, just spouting that, yeah, I killed the Joker.
1: Which, by the way, that was... I was, did not expect that in this multiverse batman kills people sometimes when he's really angry
0: (laughs) yeah well I said in this multiverse and even if that was the first time like literally bruce wayne tells dick that and then takes off
1: which is crazy because that's not that batman doesn't kill and it's like for him to kill the joker i was i was really thrown off by that i didn't expect that was gonna happen um but uh yeah and and you know the way they kind of explained how he came back that crane threw him in the there's a there just happens to be a lazarus pit um, it, this has to be a
0: lazarus a, pit underneath
1: a, gotham there always is a lazarus pit in gotham but yeah um you know i have a problem with that let's can i talk about the lazarus pit real fast yeah go for the it the fact that you can now i don't know too much about it in the comics but i know through other batman media and shows that you can only use it once is that a thing in the comics?
0: It's not a thing that you can only use it once. Like, you can use it multiple times. Like, that's how Razzle Ghul stays around. He he mm-hmm. dips himself in the Lazarus Pit multiple times. He is constantly going in it. That's why he's been around for centuries. But, yep. like... But in this show, they really downplayed it. Like, exactly. I, I wasn't happy at the end of it. Like, the fact of, like... Because you could even have played that into Jason, but then at the end of it, we, we dunked Dick in there. Because, spoilers, Dick Grayson gets killed. Yeah, and they dump him in the Lazarus pit, and he has this little fight in his head, and he comes out alive. It's like no, when you come out of a Lazarus pit, it steals a part of you. You are not entirely the yeah. same when you come out. It's not quite yeah. as bad as like the Arrowverse when they did it, and like you come out as this like soulless Crazy. monster. Like a, yeah, you're not quite that far gone, but like yeah, you're you're not the same person. It takes a part of you. That's why Raziel Gul's nuts. He's been in it so many times, like, he keeps losing parts of himself. That's why he's not quite all there, as intelligent now, as he is. And
1: Now, now can I say, they could have honestly cut that part out with the Lazarus pit? They could have cut that out where he gets <laughs> killed, and then he shows up. He should have... Honestly, it would have been more interesting to me if Dick would have died right there, and then he would have shown up in that, like train remember the tra- the whole like purgatory train yeah, scene you set that they all up and it just that. did not do it they could have done that they literally could have done that they showed and then so so kind of uh, maybe i should we should talk about what happens to hank before we get to that part yeah that. we'll
0: get into that and oh, no, i just want to cut out, uh, tom lovinian chat saying so it's not quite as bad as pet cemetery no it's not quite <laughs> as like bad as pet cemetery when they come out and <laughs> um, but yeah so like jason comes back as red hood like episode two like he's back like right away and the thing is you could have done a gap there you could have done like a like even like a year later yeah and all of a sudden red hood shows up and it's like and no one knows who it is like if you know the comics if you know anything you know it's jason todd but the characters don't but even like even when they do it in the show like red hood badass character for that whole first episode he shows up He's beating down the goons. He's beheading people like he does when he first comes back as Red Hood. He's trying to take control of the crime. He has a face-to-face like battle with Nightwing, was which was an awesomely choreographed fight scene. So good. So Even his good. attitude, the way he carries himself, the way yeah. he talks, I'm like, wow, they're actually portraying Red Hood well. End of episode two, yeah. Helmet is shattered, and part of it falls away. And Dick knows that it's Jason. That should have been like a mid-season reveal that yeah. Red Hood was Jason, and you've done it in episode two. Yeah, and from there, legitimately, Jason spends I don't know how much time with that helmet off because we set up, we start to set up Crane as a person who's analysing Red Hood during that episode as well, and to give some insights. And event, and I think it's by episode three, we're like, oh yeah, he's the one giving Jason drugs. Like episode three or four, it's like early on. It's like, oh yeah, he's the one that brought Jason back and he's giving him drugs to basically make him lose his fear. Because mm-hmm. he, cause he almost died in season two and was saved by Superboy and that along with other fears that kept plaguing him. So he's taking this drug that he's now addicted to. So Red Hood is basically drugged up working for Crane. And it's like... So we don't get to see badass Red Hood like, ripping through people and taking them down and his amazing fighting ability... What we see is Snot Punk Jason Todd, who was Robin, wearing a leather coat, pretending he knows what he's doing because I can get it done, and actually snivelling in the corner, whining and complaining for a whole season.
1: Oh my goodness, every, I mean... Like, it's
0: non-stop...
1: It was whining and it was this back and forth, wait, am I bad? Am I am I the villain? Am I a good guy? What what do I want to be? A, wait, no, I'm also a bad guy. And it's just like this just constant, which there's conflict. I understand that, but it was. But it's, it was, like it's
0: constant. And the thing is, it didn't even play it up as a thing of like that. It's like, no, I need to be a hero. But it's the drugs that are making me do this. And I, I need more of the drugs because like halfway through yeah. the season, he gets off the drugs.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then he's just like he's kind of like just back and forth for the hell of it like just like he doesn't know what to do
1: yeah it it oh now i will say my one of my favorites cross of this season was the third episode hank and dove mm. um where hank is actually captured by jason um he's kind of tricked into meeting up hank and you know hank actually really Love Jason. You could you could see that he, he sees a lot of Jason.
0: himself in Jason. He sees a lot of that exactly. angry young kid in him, exactly. and he really wants to try and help him. He kind of connected at to Titans Tower in season two, and you see him really wanting to help him.
1: And Jason straps a bomb to his heart, and ultimately, the thing that caught me completely off guard—my mouth was to the floor. He kills Jason. Uh, excuse me. He kills Hank. Jason yeah. kills Hank. He
0: blows him up. Like in full, like Red Hood mode, one like of the him. moments where Red Hood is actually being Red Hood and not Snively Jason. Whoa. And he murders Hank Hall, like literally blows him up. And like this close, Superboy came to finding something to get the device off him. You see he Connor in the, literally in the, in the doorway when the explosion goes off, and just see it going around him, and he's just standing there. Like he was too late, and it's like it's so well done and by that point like i was so in love with hank i loved hank's character yeah and that was so heartbreaking that he died it was like oh
1: honestly i felt more heartbreak for him than i did when donna died Mm, absolutely i was
0: really gutted like donna dying was kind of like okay yeah i wasn't as connected to the character but i i really liked hank's character i really and i felt so sorry for him because he was honestly trying to live a normal life now he was trying to be normal with with his with with his mustache (laughs) they were trying to be normal and then they were having hassle in town and stuff and he was trying to like no we're just trying to live a normal quiet life now and and that ends up happening to him and it's like oh well his
1: hank's character overall is a very redeemable character Mm. he starts off just He's kind of a jerk. I mean, he has been yeah. like I said, season one, not a fan. Season two, grown just grew to love him. By season three, I was like, Hank is one of probably my favorite characters. Absolutely. And they the like that whole build up, which honestly, killing Hank was one of the best things they could have done in that episode. Because they did that build up where it was just like him and just kind of having um little heart to hearts with each of the Titans before you know, as the bomb start, was ticking lower and lower, had that, like, him and Dove kind of reconnected because they were kind of split apart. Mm-hmm. They were kind of reconnecting, you know, him and um, him and Dick kind of, like, you know, like, making peace. and Yeah, they made
0: peace and hashed out their stuff and all that. And just, like...
1: and then he dies. I mean, it wouldn't, I think it wouldn't have been, that episode wouldn't have been as, as great if he would have lived. It if, made the stakes feel like... Him. It made they the stakes made feel
0: like up. they were real because, like, because they'd fought yeah. in Trigon and they'd won, and they'd fought in Deathstroke and won, and at the very start of this season, they did the right thing. Like they played up Jason as as Red Hood because the whole thing, the the way that they did it, like I said, they shouldn't have revealed Jason beforehand, but the way they did it, they actually did it well here because it felt like it was one of their own turning yeah. on them, and it was like it took someone to know who they were to be one of their own to then murder one of the titans to make this threat feel real like literally any of these characters could go at any moment But and... see
1: what the sad part is is they did that and then they went back to whiny jason not really red hood yeah like being like conflicted which conflict is fine however the way they did it was not good they they made him very whiny like
0: okay I said this to you before we went on the air what is it with some superhero shows and movies not wanting to wear the freaking masks yeah even at the end like when Dick does his whole coming yeah. back from the dead they have a reconciliation when he's like I need to help and Dick's kind of like okay you can't come and be with the Titans though because other if you show up they're not going to do what they need to do but you can yeah. help us and he even hands him the helmet and then he just shows up without it like put the freaking helmet on it's yeah. like, he, when he's got that helmet on, it looks so cool. It looks like it's literally a comic book come to life of Red Hood. Yeah. And it's like, he just wanted to be Whiny Jason the whole time. And I'm like, oh.
1: <laughs> Why? Uh, I don't know. It's, yeah. It, back and forth with the season. I think that the moments where we had Jason full Red Hood was perfect spot. And he played a pretty dang good Red Hood. Like, yeah, not, he done it really... A, I am not, not a, a fan of, fan of, of the actor for it.
0: See when they revealed it was him? Yeah. No.
1: I was not a fan of the Jason Todd part <laughs> of his his persona, but when, it, when Red Hood, he put on the mask, I was like, all right, I'm for this. I am committed. It's great. And then he took off the mask, and, oh, uh-huh, you know, I took... I was, you know, there was the drugs, and then he's conflicted. He's like, wait, am I am i doing things wrong wait i killed hank wait a second it's i think like, part of the issue here. as
0: well as when he took off the helmet as well like i said not a lot of time had passed he still looked yeah. like a kid yeah like i'm sure the actors like 1920 21 something like that but he legitimately i know like when you get older you start saying everybody looks 12 but he literally looks like he's like 14 yeah which is perfect for playing Robin, but when he's trying to play Red Hood, every time he takes that helmet off, he just looks like a kid standing around with a bunch of grown ups. Yeah. But he's got the helmet on, it looks fine, like he looks like he's meant to belong, but with the helmet off he looked like a kid and a, like and he whined like a little brat as mm-hmm. well. It's like if you're trying to redeem this character as an antihero, you clearly don't know what you're doing. Because yeah. I'm never gonna buy him as an antihero now. Yeah. Because to buy him as an antihero I have to buy him as a villain.
1: Yeah. And I I didn't. I couldn't. I was I was just not into his portrayal. Um they could have done like you said, the time passing thing, they could have done like a time passing thing and then with with that, they could have shown like maybe his skin is kind of like maybe a little messed up or his you know he he could have been more broody or whatever. Yeah, they could yeah. have done something, but and he's just like, all right, it's this guy again. Okay, can it's I just really... say that
0: as well? Like, is something I wasn't going to bring up with these and the look of him as well, but like legitimately, the actor playing Jason Todd, like Red Hood Jason Todd, is too pretty like he is like 100% I looked at his Instagram like he is a pretty boy he's got like the slim face and like the pouty naturally pouty lips and all this and I'm like he just looks like a male model and I'm like Jason Todd's not meant to be quite that that pristine looking like sort of nothing against the actor obviously that's what he looks like but I'm like it's just it's not the look I would think of
1: yeah I 100% think it was the it was the writing um just kind of answering the question here. And oh, yeah,
0: for Tom, yeah. So was it the writing and the performance of the direction? It I, was the writing. It the was the writing, writing and the direction, like, I didn't like his performance of it, but the actor is phenomenal. The actor done a really good job when he was... Yeah. When he was allowed to be Red Hood, he did a great job.
1: Yeah.
0: But the writing of this show was basically Red Hood is a... Is a lackey. Yeah. A drugged up, like whiny lackey for Crane, and all of a sudden, Scarecrow is the villain. And yeah. which was like, okay, so yeah, let's let's talk about Scarecrow, and then I want to jump into the whole Titans becoming the new Batman and Barbara well, Gordon and all that stuff as well. Before
1: we do that, we there's one character in the next episode we can't forget about is Blackfire. Yeah, um, Blackfire. Introduction Thack. to Blackfire, which Blackfire. Is a big Titans villain. Did that is. Shackle with her in the show. Like. Did legitimately
0: they're, nothing in with her in this season. <laughs> she's, she's like hooking up
1: with Connor. Like. She was just
0: like, there. she they, they didn't even do anything. It's not even like they made what? her a hero. Like, they literally did nothing with her.
1: The, it didn't make any sense to me i was like why She's supposed to be like this this ruler and this like warlord and they were like
0: all right let's get into blackfire because we're starting let's just go for it we let's just <laughs> we're already I'm there jump the gun on that one but no no, no we're, we're there let's just let's just go better, for it yeah we're probably gonna jump a bit with us talking about different things but yeah there's the blackfire thing like blackfire is an amazing foil yeah. to starfire yeah. Whereas Starfire is meant to be like the happy perky, happy go lucky sort of character? Like Blackfire is the, like the brooding dark version, she is the villainous version, like I rule with an iron fist sort of mentality. And we did get that personality off of her, at least at first. Um yeah. The problem is it became it went from being like, hey, this is meant to be a villain that they should be fighting, and this is someone who's gonna who could legitimately mess them up to petty cat fight with Starfire
1: that didn't go anywhere that didn't
0: the like
1: didn't pay off at all the back and forth was uh. driving
0: me nuts like they would make up and literally the next scene one of them would say something and the other one would go off in a mood and they would start yeah. fighting again and it's like you just made up you legitimately just made up like i can't deal with you i can't handle you i'm gonna go over here i'm like what happened
1: like a lane. what happened what <laughs> <laughs> happened pick a lane and then it was it was kind of weird too because like i said they they introduced this relationship with connor and i'm like but well, why though <laughs> like do we need just to keep him busy through the i like, like apparently
0: we had nothing for either of them to do so they can go and they can bang for a couple of scenes because it's like literally there was nothing else for them to do superboy had nothing else to do this season and blackfire who they introduced literally had nothing to do and do you know what the worst thing about it is by the end of the season she leaves. Yeah. She goes back to with, Tamaran.
1: With by the way, no animosity towards anybody.
0: No animosity goes off her and her and Starfire on good terms and we're just gonna leave and be all like, happy.
1: If she becomes a villain later on, that is gonna that's That
0: will make not make sense. sense.
1: It won't. Because they literally settle everything. We find out that Blackfire killed her parents no one because her, it. But um yeah blackfire it, they they bring her it's not gonna make any sense because she is she is this warlord character i mean they even like i was saying they told she told starfire i killed my parents i killed the i just i killed everybody yeah and they're like oh okay that's cool we can explain it later on down the line with some with some uh a vision backstory thing and what was that a bit as well what was that vision thing she gets her powers. She gets Starfire's powers, and then Starfire somehow gets powers or something. I don't. I don't know. They they, just, they stole her it,
0: powers and gave them to Starfire because she was meant to be the ruler. And even though, like you know, Blackfire had the fire power yeah. and that was meant to make her the next ruler, and it that somehow put and that somehow pushed out Starfire's ability, so she now has this weird electrical thing. Yeah, that it she was, does. It was-
1: it was filler episode. We just needed filler in the it show. It wasn't
0: even a B plot. It was like a C or a D plot. It's <laughs> like, why is this here? Did you really no. need like yeah, fill I, that much time?
1: <clears throat> yeah, it I could have we could have literally cut out any of the Blackfire stuff in this season and it honestly would not have made any kind of impact.
0: Yeah, you could have cut out Blackfire entirely. Like she was a throw into this and there was no reason.
1: My, my thing is, my thing is, if those characters were like not really gonna do anything just do the rose thing and just not include them just be like dick and uh you know gar went to and hank or whatever they went to gotham like we don't need the whole cast to move with them yeah they don't need to
0: all be in every episode because they did that with other characters and it's like but look why why do that with her but yeah that was the most random plot point and it didn't even go anywhere
1: no it didn't make any sense Um, like and so they, I feel like they kind of burned one of the Titans, like a big Titan villain. And I'm like, oh, this is, this is unfortunate. Because like, it
0: makes you think, what are they going to do next season? Blackfire could have been a whole season and really work on that. and like, But they didn't do anything with her. And it's like, okay. But, but for, hey, speaking of other characters who were randomly introduced. I don't think there's enough Bat Family members in Titans. I think we need more Bat Family members. Like, I think we need to see Barbara Gordon.
1: Oh my goodness. Not just not, I, just not
0: just showing up. We need her to be a new main character and love interest for Dick and to show up all the time. And you know what? Throw in Tim Drake while we're at it. Just, just throw which, him in there randomly.
1: Why not? Now, I do like how they, they made Killing Joke references mm-hmm. to that. I do like that a lot. Um, yeah, Barbara, I, I honestly, I liked her character. She was commissioner for some reason. She was commissioner.
0: Yeah, I still don't get that. I was in SU before we went on you know on stream was like she's like 30 something how are you commissioner of the police department just because your dad was doesn't mean you get to become it it's not like a title that's passed on like you're not part of the police department but in your 30s you're all of a sudden commissioner and I'm like really
1: yeah no wonder they put
0: no wonder they put your right hand person as an Argus agent
1: right Which spoilers for the
0: end like no wonder
1: (laughs) that was kind of it was kind of strange I was like i guess and then she had this like weird conflict with dick she was like i don't you know you don't need to be here but i still kind of like you i guess
0: yeah it's this weird like fight because we had to have a conflict for them to overcome and it's like no why don't you just like hey we still like each other i left to go do stuff but hey we're still interested and we can start dating right. again like it was random yeah. and then of course as well you know barbara gordon isn't that smart right
1: yeah because she's not because she has to have a computer she's not oracle she has to have an ai She's, a, she's not Oracle.
0: Sense. She made Oracle.
1: Oh, but she has the password for Oracle.
0: She has the password for Oracle. And Oracle That's... is <laughs> Oracle is like Jarvis for Tony Stark. Like it's an AI it that does all this stuff. It's I
1: hated like... it so much. I hate it so much. That was just one of the things they did in this season that just, it really rubbed me the wrong way. It
0: didn't make sense, though. I'm like, what? it was literally this weird Why? thing. It was literally this weird thing of like, because we have to like... Because we want her to be in the wheelchair, and we want her to be post-Oracle because of the timeline. But we can't actually have her do anything Oracally because it'll throw off the whole stuff we're doing with Scarecrow. And it's like, so we need to make Oracle a computer that gets wiped out.
1: Which, once again, really peeves me a little bit about the timeline of this show because... And this is just me being very analytical in a superhero TV show, which I shouldn't be, but I'm a nerd and it's what we do. That's what we do. That's what um, point us podcast. <laughs> it, it's like, okay, what? I feel like they like rush things, but then, but this is like, to me, this show is like futuristic. This show is almost in my head, almost that futuristic Batman beyond kind of story. Mm-hmm. This is where we are. Commissioner Gordon. <clears throat> is is barbara like this is where we are this is who she is during i'm, I'm I, from what i remember that's who she was yeah during like the whole like uh the the new batman yeah and our 50s she and 60s, 60s though exactly but she's like <laughs> 30 as a commit like i don't understand and then she was how how long was she oracle for question then, as like, well
0: why is the oracle ai underneath the police station How does that make sense? It beats
1: me. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense.
0: Wouldn't it have been a lot lot simpler to go, she used to be Oracle. She did something and hacked into something and it done something really bad and it got like a bunch of innocent people killed. So she swore off ever doing the Oracle thing again. Yeah. So when Crane starts to go off his thing and starts to do it, Dick asks her to help his Oracle and she refuses because of what happened and she doesn't want to get innocents killed again. And then that way you can do the whole thing. Hey, the town's going to crap. We are literally falling apart. He is turning people into fear-addled monsters that are killing each other in the street. We need Oracle. Okay, give me a laptop. And I can get get back in. And give her. She opens up her computer and she gets back in there. Like, literally. Isn't that a lot simpler than Oracle, the AI?
1: And I honestly think they did it only for that one scene where Crane hacked in Oracle and used it. That was literally the the reason which No, no, no you really, know why i think they did it really dumb i mean
0: you know why i think they did it this way because they went hey iron man's popular
1: i wouldn't be surprised
0: dc properties aren't quite as popular you know what's really popular iron man he has an ai we should we should get an ai
1: yeah it it
0: like legitimately oh, i would bet money that that's the
1: reason <laughs> it just makes me shake my head on that's the direction you chose but okay i guess <laughs>
0: yeah all right and, and then
1: well and then i love don't you love the whole barbara was stealing things to get attention from daddy so she's selena <laughs>
0: kyle now she's just she's stealing things
1: that's what i was thinking too i was why like, hey, because oh, we're doing a, a Catwoman thing like i don't, What's I you don't know what you know the funny
0: things? thing is cause it because it kind of plays into a Catwoman thing because it's like she's doing that and then she's getting dick involved in it and stuff like that and it's like so we're really turning him into Batman that he needs a cat burglar love interest? Like, really? It, like, no, that doesn't make any... Why would Barbara do that? She That was not who she was. She wasn't a thief trying to get attention from Daddy. It's like, no. No, please yeah. stop. Please. Alright, I, I, I need to talk yeah. about him. I've said it many times on the show, I'm a fan of the Robins. We've talked about Dick. We've talked about whiny-ass Red Hood. They introduced Tim Drake.
1: Who, oh, by the way, season. was, like, a little bit older than he probably should have been.
0: I was going to say, like, that. yeah, they're like he, he looked older than Jason Todd. Yeah. And I'm like, no, you're meant to be the third Robin. You're meant to be younger than them. You're meant to be his replacement. And I'm like, but, okay, but... They turn... Okay. Tim Drake... Like, I literally could describe most of the Robins as if they were Turtles, like the TMNT characters.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Tim Drake is Donatello. He is insanely smart.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It has been described that if anyone was to take over the Batman mantle in terms of being a detective and actually solving crimes, it would be him. Mm-hmm. They did include correctly the fact of that Tim Drake worked out who Batman was and worked out the Nightwing was... Dick Grayson he did he worked that out all on his own with
1: his crappy little computer his crappy little setup in his basement
0: yeah he's got his like set up at least they got that right that he worked all this out the problem is that when he does that in the comics he takes that information to Bruce to become Robin now he's just kind of running about going I want to be the next Robin I want to be the next Robin
1: like it was very campy it was it was very
0: campy. campy and he's like fanboying basically which yeah that's never how I've seen Tim Drake carry himself as a fanboy of these heroes that he reads up on. I'm like, it's always as a hero of, like, I want to help. I can help. Like, trust me, I've got the ability. Which I'm hoping that gets fleshed out in season four as he's going with the Titans, that Dick's going to start training him and we're going to start seeing him as a new Robin. And we get a little bit more of that. But, like, legitimately, like, his character was included for no reason. Yeah. Like, what did he actually do?
1: Oh, nothing. Absolutely, he is—he is just like Blackfire. Like, if they didn't include them in the show, it would—it honestly had been fine. Like, there's a whole
0: subplot with his family and stuff like that, and all this. Like,
1: I could, in those moments, I could totally care less because it just wasn't necessary. It was filler. Once again, that filler. I mean, there was the whole thing where he kind of guided Donna, but like, why? Yeah. Also, as well, can I can
0: that. I say about his family as well? Like, and this and this isn't a shot at the casting or the race at all. Like, the guy make Tim Drake whatever race you want, but like, I literally looked at his parents and like, okay, one's black, the father's black, mm-hmm. the mother's Hispanic. Are you trying to make Tim Drake Miles Morales? Like. Like, leg- le- yeah. Like, legitimately, that question crossed my mind. Not that I'm against that. I love Miles Morales, but I'm like. A- <sighs> it-, it was, like, too spot on. Like, they didn't even yeah. flip, like, the mom was black and the dad was Hispanic. No, it was literally, like, Miles' parents. Yeah.
1: And I'm like, are you and trying I- to play on the end the Spider Verse a I totally little bit? I totally love. And I totally love, like when they do different races or whatever or that i I have no issue with it
0: like like for example i've got an issue with the fact if you read the comics nightwing uh jason todd and tim drake legitimately unmasked you could not tell them apart barring height and bar that in the comics at one point jason had like a white streak legitimately they all look the same even damien as well like all the robins look exactly identical
1: boo damian wayne boo yeah
0: boo him (laughs) We don't need to include him in the show please don't please please don't
1: <laughs> who knows this show is going off the rails <laughs>
0: please don't bring Damien Wayne into this like you're you're pushing me as it is with this one but you know what I mean it's like it's I, I have no issues yeah. with like the recasting if the actors right for the role put them in it I, I felt like I legitimately saw his parents who were like randomly pushed in like we don't need to see that much of his parents but when they're gearing up and they were fighting like against the police who Crane has on his side and stuff like that, I was legitimately like, this he feeling a bit Miles Morales-y. Yeah. But then like he didn't even do anything, it wasn't even like he worked out stuff or he did anything. What was his role? He got shot and killed. So that he could go into the afterlife onto this like spirit train or whatever the Which- heck it was.
1: Can I say that was also one of my favorite episodes of the season? I don't know why I liked it so much, but I think I liked really- it because they brought, they brought they brought Hank back.
0: Hank was in it. And Hank was awesome in it. He was, like, yeah, amazing. It was, he
1: almost, you know what it reminded me? It reminded me of the show Supernatural. Mm. I don't know why. because I guess the car, maybe? I don't know. But yeah, because like- he's,
0: he's driving, like, an American muscle car around this. Because, like, when you get off the train, for anyone who mm. doesn't know, uh, you get off the train, like, basically, if you're on the train, you're going to the afterlife. And if you get off the train, which many people have, your soul's up for grabs for all these ghouls that basically look like Harry Potter Dementors. Like, sort of, esque-looking creatures or ringwraiths, like, coming after you. So, yeah, like, they're running away from them, and then out of nowhere, for no reason, Hank is just driving around in this muscle car in this forest. Like, which... They never explain where he gets that car from and why yeah, are you driving it around they he never explain I,
1: I love it i love the fact that they don't and we just like what the, but it's hank like yeah. that's it's it's hank like that's what makes it so great it's just like that's just hank's personality playing but rock music episode,
0: driving american muscle car just picks them I, up and
1: i like that episode and i was gonna bring it up but i i like that episode because we get closure on the character because yeah before hank blew up and then that was it and then the next episode we just kind of moved on and it was like
0: yeah like dawn leaves and goes to paris and the rest of them just kind of have to keep doing what they're doing
1: everybody was sad but it was like and now we're mad we're even more mad at jason like but it, it just kind of like all right i guess we're moving on but that episode was closure to that character which i feel like we really needed for hank's character like it was he had his, like, sacrificial moment at the end where he actually, instead of dying, like, the way he did, he actually got to die the hero. He And then he reunited with his brother, which yeah, is Yeah, awesome.
0: they find the bridge to get back to the real world, and, like, he gets Tim and Donna across it, and he keeps fighting off the the ghouls and keeps pushing them back so that they can escape. And even does a heroic, you know, tell Donna that I loved her thing. And he And Hank, of course being Hank, fights them off and manages to clear the bridge, which, of course, oh, yeah. he did and then he comes out and if you've not seen the show Don, his partner isn't the first dove, his brother Donnie actually was Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and he comes off the bridge and standing there is Donnie and he actually reunites with his brother and the two of them basically go to be what Hank was trying to do, go and be heroes in this wilderness and help people that are fighting these creatures Mm -hmm. and struggling and it's like it's a really cool kind of send off for the character and basically a new chapter for his life
1: yeah and like, which it, was a great ending to his character, which I think the, act, the actor was, like, wanting to be done with the show. And so that was, I have to say, that was, if you have to, like, we get no more Hank ever again, that was, I'm fine. I'm satisfied yeah. with
0: it. It's sad that we probably won't get Hank again in <laughs> season four, but I like how he went out. He went out in a yeah. good note, and I'm happy with that. And
1: if they ever choose to bring his character back for any reason whatsoever they have a way they could technically do it and it makes sense yeah so it's i hope they don't though because i just i like the way as much as i like the character i like the way they sent him off and he was yeah. done like they wrapped his character up and it was perfect
0: speaking of other characters that come by though donna does make it across the bridge and donna does make it back we get the whole random episode which was one of my least favorite of raven basically being on Themyscira. Oh, yeah. Try to yeah. teach her how to be an Amazon and, like, but all she stack wanted to do. These,
1: stack these rocks.
0: And I thought we were going to get, like, a nice training moment, a nice teaching moment, because she is still learning her powers, and she's now, <clears> she's gotten to the teenage moment of, like, I know how to use these, I'm all-powerful, and I'm like, no, you're not. You're, st- you're still learning, you still don't actually know how to use these properly, and I thought we were going to get some cool training moments with that, and we just didn't. Yeah. It just didn't happen, and... And I love the fact as well she's been there trying to resurrect Donna this whole time and then she just goes in and Donna's gone. Donna didn't even go and grab her and go back to the mainland with her. She just took off. (laughs) She like woke up and just got off the island and just left. It's like, okay. (laughs) But they tried to push this whole thing of like Donna learning how to be a a leader. And like she's leading like this little rebellion of like normal people against the Crane's corrupt, corrupt cops and it's like, it felt very random.
1: It was. It felt it very was random. B, it was and the then, B plot.
0: <laughs> and then she becomes, like, a, she goes to become an agent of Argus because, as we kind of mentioned, like, Barbara's, like, right hand V at the police station is actually an Argus agent. And she gives her a car to, like, basically hire her on a come and work with Argus, you know, like, hey, we can use you now since, you know, you're technically dead.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's like, okay, that's how we're writing Dawn out. You know, you had a really good write out for her to not show up next season again, you know, put the whole her you know being dead thing but i guess if you want to bring her back and still not have her there for some reason
1: it was a good way to keep that which i don't think they need this big old team the titans don't need like nine members they need like
0: i oh, think we'll shut the perfect. door properly like with hank dying and don leaving and donna now going there like i think we'll shut the door yeah. on the old titans and now we can do the stuff with the new titans so you've got like dick and you've got tim and starfire and raven and gar um, and Superboy, and it's like th- there's your team. That's at six. I think that's a yeah. six. And it's like that's enough. That's okay. We can do this season just with them. We don't need to see the others pop up. Unless like Donna pops up for an episode. To or come.
1: or unless they decide to bring Rose back. Rose. Rose. <laughs> Rose is waiting in San Francisco. Just
0: mention there. her. Just like mention the girl. Like oh, she decided I'm not going to go on this trip and didn't realize the Titans were just going to disappear for like a year <laughs> to go to Gotham
1: actually kind of liked her character too so it's like there it was okay, nice character
0: I development i thought okay she could be an interesting dynamic Nope, yeah.
1: <laughs> nope done we're done with that um all right but so you, but the way that it ended uh we see um we see did you, you like cranes in jail did you like them at,
0: no no before before we get to that
1: what what part
0: before we get to that we need to get to the fact of crane's big plan is to recreate something from before that he did, and it's a set of uh, fear oh. toxin all over the yes. city. Jason yeah. turns on him, like he's like he's got the police in his pocket and all this, he's running Gotham. Basically, have you seen The Dark Knight Rises? Yeah. It's Bane's story from The Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> he's running Gotham, exact, he's putting bombs story. all over the city, he's got the police in his it's pocket. Story. It's literally that. So the Titans Okay, we talked about the Lazarus Pit and the fact that the Lazarus Pit steals a part of you, but yeah, somehow Dick comes back and is fine. He recruits Jason, gets someone he's saying, tries to give him his redemptive moment. So he comes and he helps, kind of. He beats up guys while Gar does what he's doing at Wayne Manor so they can take on Crane. But the fear toxins have been released. People have been killing each other in the street. How are we going to possibly help the city? Magic Crane. We are going to use the water from the Lazarus Pit. We're going to use our power, Starfire and Raven's ability to lift it into the air and to turn it into a storm and rain.
1: They literally couldn't do anything else. Dead people
0: were lying on the streets of Gotham and started getting up because it's Lazarus Pit water.
1: It's such a cop out. It was such a cop out.
0: <laughs> I'm fine. Uh, <laughs> magic Welcome rain brought people back to life. That's not how a Lazarus pit works. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, you can't just
0: so- use it and rain it on the city, and the city's fine.
1: The way they did it was so silly. I, mean, I was like, really? this is this is what we're doing i know it's a comic book
0: show but like it was too comic booky for a comic book show that was a, I guess that wasn't even deus ex machina that was just like a right whatever we need an ending to this show um and then from there it ends in such a bizarre way because like okay they they lock up crane
1: Mm mm-hmm
0: and like Raven, like funnels all like the nightmares and negative thoughts that go into the Lazarus Pit into him. Don't question it. It's a thing. <laughs> don't don't ask questions. We don't ask questions in this show.
1: Why do I? Why do I still like this show, Cross? Why do, I don't understand? I why I still like it. I don't. Know. I don't get it. I Batman like returns. Show.
0: I don't know. Batman returns after like an e plot of him like randomly being at a castle on a mountain. And trying to burn it down with him inside. And then Donna, for some reason, ends up there and saves him.
1: With, like, why? Like, Literally, had no point. I'm
0: but then the last episode, I, I he just, shows back up. And he shows back up as if... And we're all kind of, like, just calm. Like, nothing happened. Like, I get, I, I get we can't say anything to him because it was just like he went yeah. on a business trip. So, like, Batman killed Joker, not Bruce Wayne, technically. But he just shows up and, like, Dick doesn't even mention it to him.
1: Yeah hey this you kind of lost your mind and killed somebody for for this <laughs> season i feel like the writers didn't really they they they're like we need red hood but then they they and they promoted it they're like we're doing red hood this is going to be awesome we're going to write red hood does oh, fantastic and then they start it and they're like we don't really have much of a story that we could write so let's just bring in all of this nonsense and all this other stuff that we don't necessarily need
0: this had the potential to be the best season ever it because, been awesome, but, uh... because the Under the Red Hood comic and Under the Red Hood animated movie are two of the most popular like things out there Batman wise like it's an amazing story and you had the chance to portray that in the Titan show and you just didn't like Bruce comes back and then he does a whole thing with, with Dick and they don't even talk about it and then he kind of talks to Jason and basically gives Jason his forgiveness and, like, and I never even noticed it up until the moment of he's walking out and he asks him like did you kill Joker for me and he goes, yeah. He says, "Thank you," and he walks away. And I'm like, right there. That's that's the missing <laughs> that's the missing conflict between Red Hood yeah. and Batman. That's it, right there. Because that's I talked about it to you. If you watched the Under the Red Hood, or if you read the comic, like he goes off at Batman, like you didn't know I was alive. I know why you didn't comfort me. Why is he still alive? He literally murdered me, and he's murdered yeah. millions. Yeah why is he still alive and like and in this <laughs> show it was just kind of like I'm older than I'm like okay thank you and we're moving and I'm like mm-hmm. was the uh, uh, uh. <laughs> brain heart brain heart
1: brain heart um but overall just kind of looking at the season cross I the second season was still my favorite the third it Episodes were just hit and misses. There was, like I was saying before at the beginning, there was some that I was like, "Oh, like the Souls episode with the mm. with with Hank." Was there was awesome some great episodes. Hank, basically, I like the ones with Hank. All right, yeah. Um Hank a great like,
0: character. I'm I'm not arguing with you on that. Hank was a phenomenal character.
1: A lot of this season makes me a little bit nervous for season four i am a little bit nervous because i'm like okay they're going back what are we gonna do
0: yeah i don't see what the plan is for this one i, I have
1: a feeling i have a feeling i'm gonna if, if i'm right i'm gonna be excited if i'm wrong then i'm gonna be like well why did they do that but i have a feeling we're gonna see brother brother blood
0: oh that'd be a good one
1: I have a feeling we're going to see Brother Blood coming soon.
0: Brother Blood would be... That would honestly make sense for where the story would go next.
1: In terms I, of the... like, vi- Hive and... That's In terms of Titans
0: going. villains, like, yeah.
1: That, I have a feeling, is what we're going to get. And if we don't get it next season, then I don't, I don't know. I don't know.
0: If it's not next season, it has to be coming soon. Like, it has to be... Yeah because um, i get what they did like under the red hood story then now because they had to get jason todd out of there and i'm assuming that actor's probably moving on to do some other stuff and you know kudos to him i hope he gets some good jobs out of it he's a good actor
1: yeah um
0: but yeah i think brother blood's probably the most likely thing um so which yeah right what a fun story <laughs>
1: Um, and I'm just basing that, honestly, not even on – because I've never even read any of the comics with that. I'm basing that on the animated show when we had Brother Blood and Hive, and it was awesome. Yeah, Brother so Blood is a big Titans villain, so, like, yeah. Live think... action – oh, my goodness. I'm getting yeah. excited now Fucking about it. Hopefully they flew here some news soon, but I, it's a, it's a great show, folks. If you haven't seen it, go give it a while. I mean, I'm assuming if you're here for spoilers, then – yeah but yeah i would definitely
0: um, check it out there's a lot of good moments to it go into it with an open mind that some of the stuff isn't going to hit on point some of the episodes some of the characters some of the storyline elements that are amazing the choreography and the fighting is phenomenal costumes the costumes are on point that's probably one of the best things about the show is like they look like they're out the comic but yeah as i I thoroughly enjoy titans i kind of like you i've got this weird thing of like i'm not entirely sure why like, we just ripped apart season three, and I'm like, but at the same time, like, I'd still recommend to check it out. There's still some good yeah, oh, points yeah. to it. It's like, there's still some oh, good yeah. moments, and and you know what? I feel like in this show, they take risks with the storytelling and the changing things, and I, I always appreciate mm-hmm. a show that's willing to take risks and try something new, especially in comics, because comics have this tendency of being very circular. Mm-hmm. You know, and going back to the start and back to where they were with superheroes, like so, to try some new stuff and try in different ways of telling the story. Um, I do appreciate that, but yeah, I think I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, but yeah, I think that's it ready for to, us. Ready to see more things, for sure. You know, and we'll try and get Caleb back on. I think when we get a season four and we're both able to binge through that, I think we'll need to get you back oh, yeah. on to talk about the next season to talk uh, about
1: brother blood because it's coming dang it yeah
0: we're calling it now caleb has called it brother blood for season it. four
1: i'm calling it if it but doesn't happen i'm gonna be riding them
0: yeah right and i was like dude brother blood you better be doing brother blood soon brother blood <laughs> but yeah a massive thank you we're hitting that to our mark, so massive thank you to caleb we're gonna start doing a little bit of a wrap up again caleb from uh, Podcast for anyone who wasn't here at the start if you want to do another little pitch of your stuff where can they find you caleb where can they and yeah. um, get all uh, your stuff
1: you, you can find me on all socials you can find me on twitter at nerds mountain at on instagram at Mountain nerds pod and on facebook at Mountain nerds podcast um i stream pretty regularly on sundays except for this sunday i'm actually taking a little bit of break this afternoon um well i say that and i'm probably gonna wind up streaming anyway but um i usually stream around 7 7 30 um i'm sorry can i just
0: laugh at the video that popped up for you as a freaking stream starting soon like who the heck clipped stream starting soon for you that is amazing
1: oh my my goodness that's hilarious but um you know we do a lot of different uh types of games um hopefully my playstation's coming in i don't know if it may actually be here um but i will and i should cross this i will be hopefully starting this game pretty soon that's spider-man I'm going to be playing the remastered on stream because I want to play Miles Morales by myself, because I'm going to want to play like more than just a few hours of Miles Morales at a time. So uh, yeah, definitely check us out. Um, And uh, we do our podcast. We have a new episode coming out Friday. We're doing a Ted Lasso spoiler cast with Scott Higa from the Christian nerd. Make sure to check that one out and check out some of our past episodes. We have, um you know we did a uh, couple themed episodes we did one on just thankfulness we did um uh several different episodes um regarding like uh we do like a hybrid hero series which is really fun where we come smash together two heroes and see who would win in a fight nice. um but yeah we do stuff like that and uh and you can find our podcast wherever really wherever you listen.
0: Awesome, definitely go and check this man out. As I said at the start, like Caleb is a good friend of ours here at Comics and the Cross. Where Cross one time Heather.
1: called me, "I'm the I'm the hidden member of Comics and the Cross." I'm, I'm. Uh...
0: It legit is like he's, he's here all the time. Between him and Locke, like the two of them are on the show. Like generally, if we are doing a game on a Sunday, like and we're not on the podcast, it's like generally they are the ones that are in chat with us. Like almost like nine times out of ten, it's both of them, and. Um, so yeah, go and check out Caleb's stuff, go and check out his Twitch channel, I'll put the link in there with a the shout out, go and check out. Uh, he does more than starting soon streams, just, you know. Yeah, just, a little bit more than way. that. <coughs> we
1: played I Am Fish last week, and we actually do, we are, um, one other thing that uh, I forgot to mention, um, we do an RPG stream as well. So we do, excuse me, forgive my screaming kids in the background, but we do an RPG, RPG stream every other week. We are on a little bit of a break right now, but we are picking that back up in January and it's called the Glass Hollow Tales. Um, All of our characters in the uh, it's if you're familiar with D&D, we use the 5E game uh, mechanic and we are actually we we have all of our players are actually uh, streamers from across different um, whether streamers or podcasters um cross has actually gave us a a voice cameo hopefully we can actually get him on the show soon um when we pick up in january but um if you have not if you're really interested in listening to our rpg stream go back and listen to it i put it in podcast form so it's called the glass hollow tales go check it out um we have a blast doing that so
0: absolutely Absolutely, it's been a lot of fun, it was a lot of fun to kind of guest voice that because we do this on a Sunday, like Sunday nights are usually time with the family so it's hard for me to get on there, otherwise I would be on playing it as well but like it's been absolutely fun to kind of hear what the guys are doing with it and where the story's going for it and to get the chance to voice uh one of the characters in there which is absolutely fun and i would love to actually is, get involved and it <laughs> is
1: a space theme let me i forgot to mention this it is space theme as well so instead of just regular D D, where it's um you know the the old like fantasy setting this is a sci-fi setting which is even more like fun to me yeah um, if you're a
0: fan of sci-fi stuff definitely check it out it's a lot of fun just moving it to that and you've got a great group of guys that are playing it as well oh yeah absolutely awesome group that's part of it so definitely check them out and uh, For us at Comics from the Cross, uh, coming up this week we also have um, Jay will be back tomorrow night jumping into, I believe she's starting Bioshock 2 tomorrow, after completing Bioshock on stream we're finally going to get into some Bioshock 2. Um, I will be back on Tuesday morning playing a little bit more Batman Arkham Asylum, um, I did attempt to do it last Tuesday and then my house flooded so this week we will actually be getting back into it. Um, And then on Tuesday night, I believe Nitro will be back with a little bit of artwork, continuing his work on his TMNT piece. And to do a little shout out for the podcast, we've got our December schedule is already set. Next week, we will be back at two o'clock doing our indie comic book club. And looking at Usagi Yojimbo uh, from Stan Sakai. Basically, most people will know this anthropomorphic rabbit from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon in various forms. Um, He is showing up, but we've got a little bit of the artwork and stuff, but old school black and white. This comic, this one here is 1986, 1987, so this, he put these comics out back when I was born, pretty much, so. um, I have been reading through this, This it's absolutely fun, this is an old school classic, right up Nitro's alley, he loves um, samurai stuff. So this is a Christmas special for him, doing a book that he was really going to enjoy, And so make sure you do not miss that. Also as well, just to do a shout out, thank you for everyone who came last week and um, when we did our special panel, and um, when we were talking with uh, Terminus Media and our amazing group of guests, uh, but we actually have another one coming up on the 12th, as I throw it up on screen, where we'll be doing another multi-stream and we have a bunch of new guests, so keep an eye on social media for us talking about that and going into all of our different guests coming. So we're actually going to be doing that on the 12th. Uh, Starting in the new year, they're not going to be quite as frequent. Um, But this one was already getting booked by the time we did the last one. And we realised how crazy and chaotic they were going to be. So we thought, hey, let's not do them every month because we have lives. And this takes all of the time that we have. So uh, make sure you join us for that on the 12th. And then actually we are going to be finishing out our year with our Spider-Man No Way Home review on the 19th. We are planning to try and go see it that Saturday and then review it on the Sunday. And then from the 19th, um, I think we're going to do our streams that week. But from the following Sunday, we are actually going to be off uh, going through Christmas. And actually, Comics to the Cross is going to be taking January off. We are not going to be doing our podcast. We are not going to be streaming. We are going to take a break. We're going to rejuvenate. We're going to get a little bit of rest and relaxation. Connect with the families, and we're going to come back bigger, stronger in February. So keep an eye on social medias and Discord. We'll try and stay active there and keep you all up to date with all of that. But thank you so much to everyone who came and hang out with us. Let's have a quick look on Twitch and see who is there. We can drop a raid on. If there's anyone that you see that you'd recommend, Kale, by all means. I don't know who's online right now. That's the thing with Sundays. Like trying to raid people is like really hard because like, <laughs> a lot of people aren't actually on. Like a lot I know of first. We connect with. I know
1: first. I know first geek is on. They're playing some Last of Us. Let's see who else. Yeah. Hey, oh, oh
0: gamingly challenged is on. I don't think. we've oh, yeah. Raided them so we can do gamingly challenged. I try not do one geek as frequently because like they're literally our go-to if there's Sorry. no one else like every week. No, I was like, I, that's the thing. Like, everyone goes, like, oh yeah, one geeks one. I like, yeah, we read one geek a lot on Sundays because of that. And I try, I try to diversify it. And um, so I was like, I try not do them every week because I want to try and like spread out and see other people. And mm-hmm. um, so I think we're gonna go and raid gaming the challenge. So if you are in chat, hang out. And um, they are not a family friendly streamer, as far as I'm aware. So just be aware of that. Um, I'm pretty sure we won family friendly points today with the show, but um,
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, he's definitely not safe for work streamer lock. Um, but yeah, he's an amazing dude. He's came and really us and showed us some love, so I think it's about time we go and show him some love. But again, thank you to Caleb for coming and joining us today on the podcast. Thanks for It's been an absolute pleasure, as always, sir. Thank you so much to all of the Comic Clan. And remember, come back tomorrow night join Jay, 8.30 Eastern time for some Bioshock 2. And remember, it is a good week to be a geek. Take care, and we'll see you all soon. Bye. Bye.
1: Oh. 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 Zero miedo, zero miedo. No, I S- zero fear fear S-